Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? You're listening to You've Probably Seen It Podcast. No, righty then. One million dollars. It's my credo. No regret. Today, Junior? Oh, what are they teaching this place? But I shoot with this Welcome everyone to another episode of You've Probably Seen It with Adam and Michael. Welcome back everybody. Thanks for joining us yet again. Uh, this week we have the first Austin Powers movie, I think, with a few of the ones where there's a really good first movie and the rest are quite shit. Uh, but we, yeah, we're just chatting right before we recording that the second and the third one probably stick with us more than the first one. So definitely on the cards, we're going to do all of them. Yeah, I was having a chat to a lady at work, um, Katie. Uh, listener of the podcast too so how you going katie um and she was adamant that it goes in the order from best to worst first second third but for me i don't know for me i've actually reckon the third one i probably quote the most and sticks with me the most um, yeah well, i don't know whether it was more modern or i just watched it more but yeah that one sticks with me heaps i remember the main thing i remember from the second one is that fuck for now what's uh Stu's wife from the hangover Oh. Uh, Heather Graham, that's it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So Heather Graham's in that one, and then Beyonce's in the last one with yeah, Michael that's right. Caine. Yeah, that's sort of what six and Goldmember, of course. In the and Warney's misses in the first one, of course. Yeah, that's what I was going to say too. <laughs> <laughs> that's all I think about when I see um, Liz Hurley. Yeah, that's all Warnie's I think about now. He's just, yeah. just completely flipped. But I mean, everyone in Australia that have a different view of her, but everyone in Australia now just sees her as Warney's misses. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so I've been looking forward to this podcast more than any, and for for good reason. I've been in isolation for, uh, what's this, this would be my day four or something like that. Um, yeah. So not even like, it's it's a lot harder now that everyone else is out, and you can technically do so much, but you just literally can't leave your front door. And <laughs> So I've been looking forward yeah, to this podcast. Yeah, it must podcast. be so hard, because like, you've you got a, you're allowed to get out for about, you know, a month, yeah. a few weeks to a month. And then you're stuck back home and then you can see everyone else again. It's like when we were in stage three lockdown a few months ago and then everyone in Europe's yeah. um, traveling all over Europe. You're yeah. like, fuck off. Yeah, basically. Uh, so, so it's like that. It's, um, oh, look, being vaccinated, it's only seven days. Hopefully I'll get my mm-hmm. negative test coming up soon. But um, yeah, it's um, it's interesting. And especially having to teach remote again for because my class has to be in isolation as well. It's one thing I haven't been looking forward to, but the kids have been good so far. But of uh, yeah, like I said, I've put a lot of work into these notes, as you've already you've already told me. Yeah, about. I, I, I message. <laughs> so I saw the notes. They're like the best editor they've ever been. They're all in the same font. Um, and there's even pictures in the show notes. So Michael has been very free uh, the last few days. And I've, that way. I've got the. Um, I haven't just said like what the fact is. I've really driven it home with like a short mm. paragraph. And I've even actually done the notes for. I've, I've I started to do the folder for the um for the next movie as well. So. On the ball. That's easy. Yeah, I saw that. I'm like, shit, I, I thought you already watched the movie. You came. Well, I might have to because, um, yeah, fingers crossed I get out of uh, lockdown. I think I'll be going nuts again next weekend. So get on to it yeah. early. Lucky we're doing a few in advance. That's right. Um, but anyway, we got, so Austin Powers, this one's called International Man of Mystery, came out in 1997. An unbelievable time between like 95, 96, 97. They were an unbelievable year for movies. We have all the Jim Carrey, Adam Sandler, um, now Austin Powers in there as well. There's just Mike so, Myers. Mike yeah. Myers movies. Like so many, like uh, Wayne's World would have been around this time too. 
And mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, just a really yeah. golden like sort of five year patch, I reckon, around that time. Yeah, Eddie Murphy probably late. Eddie Murphy, Murphy yeah, ones, true. Probably not. Yeah, There's Nutty Professor could be. Yeah, most likely, and that's coming up too in a few weeks. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Um, so that's right in that mid '90s range where we'll be about five years old and have no idea what's going yeah. on when enjoying <laughs> these movies. Um, so ratings, IMDb, classic, seven out of ten. Yeah, that's a low rating. That's like I reckon that's a second. <laughs> that's a second lowest rating. So yeah, really poor, poorly rated, seven out of ten. Yeah. Um, Rotten Tomatoes, seventy three percent with the weird Rotten Tomatoes rating, which is seventy three people think it's a seventy three percent of people think it's a good movie. Yeah. It's not that it's seventy three out of a hundred. Yeah. All <laughs> um, these weird IMDb, and then Google users. That classic 86, everything's about 85 yeah. to about 90%. So this is on the um, lower end of rated movies from <laughs> from based on these, this, that 86%. That's saying that's a lot, 86%. Yeah. That's a very low 86%. <laughs> and ROP Common Sense Media, but I did check it was three out of five classic as well. So. <laughs> it is. It's every week it is. <laughs> next next week is two out of five. I double checked, but yeah. <laughs> oh, cool. Um, yeah. Um, so we've got the directors here. We've got Jay Roach, um, and he's known for most known for Meet the Parents, Dinner for Schmucks. Which have you really watched that movie, Dinner for Schmucks? Yeah, it's a weird one. It's a bit of weird, it's isn't it? It's a very weird one. Yeah. It, it, it lets um it lets what's his name um oh Michael not Michael Scott that's <laughs> yeah that's a character that's what I know him as um Steve Carell um yeah, he yeah. lets him be him because he's a bit of a he can play that character well. Um, but yeah. yeah, it's a weird mix between Michael Scott and Brick. Yeah, it is. <laughs> That's yeah. a good call. Um, and also the campaign, which I haven't fully watched. I heard mixed reviews, but it was more just that controversial type movie. Is that that Will Ferrell and Zach Galifianakis one? Yes, is that it. Yes, it is. Yeah. yeah. No, sorry. Uh, that is. <laughs> no, sorry. No, <laughs> I was thinking of something. It's um, uh, Seth Rogen and um... no, it is. It's the campaign. Yeah, but oh no, I was uh, thinking of what's the one where they go to North Korea? What's that movie called? The interview. Ah, okay, that's what I made him say. No, so you was, a mess. I was right the first time then. <laughs> no, I actually really like. You were right the first. I actually time. really like the campaign. <laughs> I actually really do like that movie. Let that out. But he punches anyway. The, he punches the baby in the face in slow motion. That's always interesting. <laughs> uh, moving on, written by Mike Myers, uh, producers, and I saw this is quite an interesting. A group of producers yeah, there. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> so, um, yeah. so first one is uh, Susan Todd. Um, she produced also Die Hard 2, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, and Bad Mums. Yeah. <laughs> what a mix of movies. Very big mix of, of movies. Um, um, and speaking about <laughs> Die Hard, we've got another producer is actress Demi Moore, <laughs> um, which I looked up to say, oh, maybe she's just a prolific producer in her mm. spare time as well but she's only done the austin powers movies yeah. and like a few tv shows yeah it's really weird So it's a very weird mix i had no idea as well and i had to chuck in here i mean demi moore people know her from so many things yeah oh, she, I, I, to be honest i never actually see her in many movies just because i don't watch many of those type of movies but i just know the name mm. and i just know, yeah, mostly yeah. know that she was bruce willis and uh ashton kutcher's Kutch. partner yeah. um but I, I did find out that she was dallas grimes in Beavis and Butthead to America. So that just goes to show my sort of taste in movies. <laughs> that yeah. I, I found Beavis and Butthead and I'm like, oh yeah, I'm going to talk I about saw that. that. I saw it like, surely Michael's not enough of a dickhead that he didn't know who Demi Moore was. Like, oh yeah, she was in our Beavis and Butthead and then he moved on. I thought you get- it's like, yeah, little known actress, uh, Demi Moore. <laughs> She's just in our Beavis and Butthead. I just had to get the chuckle in there. I thought you might like <laughs> yeah. that one. I, I like yeah. that. Um, and then Jennifer Todd, who produced Jason Bourne. 
Um, and then again, Mike Myers uh, produced it as well. Yep. Um, actors. So Mike Myers played both Austin Powers and Dr. Evil. And I think as a kid, I watched this pretty young, mm. um, but it never really clicked to me that Mike Myers was Dr. Evil as yeah. well. No, I was like it was ages. It took me a long yeah. time as well. And I think when I think my like, sister was making, was like saying how funny the joke was where you're not so different, you and I, like later down the track. Yeah. And then I'm like, oh, I really? Like, it just, be, I think just as a kid, they got glasses and hair as opposed to like bald and like all that. It was like a really well, sort of big contrast. And even um, the scenes where they are together, mm. um, you, as a kid, you don't really notice nah. that it's a split screen and everything. Yeah. I'm um, looking back, we just finished watching Friends some month or so ago. And you see when Lisa Kudrow is talking to her twin, mm. like Phoebe's talking to her twin, the split screen is just so disgusting yeah. and you can just see <laughs> Look the in different areas. line through the yeah. screen. <laughs> um, but for this one, I think they got a bit more money where they can do it properly. So that's I why I never noticed as a kid. I'm pretty sure when um, he had his gun, like uh, in one of the later scenes, when he's got his gun pointed to him, it's actually it looks like a different actor. If you look really closely at Austin yeah. Powers, I reckon it's just a completely different actor. Yeah, I think they got like the stand-ins and stuff. And you can see later on in the movie, how they frame the shots. Yeah. Like Dr. Evil standing right in front of Austin. Yeah, yeah. So they like frame it that way. <laughs> and as well, like um, Dr. Evil running off, they'd never show his face. There's always smoke and stuff billowing. So yeah, 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 yeah. I don't think they really did too many split screens in that one. Um, yeah, I think it's the later on movies where they get a bit more money and get more bit brazen with yeah. it, where they just want to show off their skills. Um, so this one here was, uh, the next one was Austin Powers. Uh, sorry, Dr. Evil. They wanted uh, Jim Carrey to play. Um, Dr. Evil, yeah. which would have been an unbelievable casting. Like, Are they in a movie together? I'm not sure they that's are. a good question. That's that's, um, yeah. that's one for the Google. Thanks, Michael. Appreciate that. <laughs> um, but yeah, so he didn't... Uh, Jim Carrey turned it down because of it clashed with Liar Liar production, which again, just goes to show that unbelievable period in the uh, mid to late 90s of movie making. Um, but if you, I haven't actually watched Sonic, the newest one, but I want to just because of Jim Carrey playing the evil character. So I think it would be... I think it would be a really good choice, but as well, it, um, I think either way they couldn't miss because one, we wouldn't have had Liar Liar, but we would have had Jim Carrey, but I'm happy that it worked mm-hmm. out this way because we've had the best of both worlds, basically. And saying that Liar Liar is next week. Yeah, that's right. So, I, I was actually, I was, put, I was putting in the, um, I was putting in the note, like a, a note saying that he turned down this role, but I'm like, I'm pretty sure we're going to talk about it on <laughs> this podcast. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so we've also got uh, Elizabeth Hurley played uh, Vanessa King uh, Kensington, not Kingston. Um, mm-hmm. We've got Michael. Oh, what did I? I must have messed up the name there. Um, I'm not sure what York. Probably, I'm going to guess maybe. York, but um, Michael something played Basil Exposition. Adam, you'll just go. <laughs> you'll just go on the Google, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, Robert Robert Wagner, who is a bit of a prolific actor, which I never really got the yeah. exposure to because I was a bit uh, younger. But um, yeah, he plays number two in this film. Mm-hmm. We've got Mindy Sterling, who plays Frau Fabissina, one of the um, evil characters that makes it through. Um, we've got Seth Green, who I love, mostly for Chris Griffin, <laughs> but um, mm-hmm. a robot chicken as well. I do get a good laugh at that one. Uh, he plays Scott Evil. Now, this is an interesting mm-hmm. one. So Colin Quinn, who you might know from Grown Ups, he's one of the dads, like the sort of... Um, the sort of like rebel dads that they beat in a basketball game when they were like 10. Um, and he's also an SNL. He's done a lot of other things. I think he's the dad, yeah, he's dad from big, Trainwreck he, as well. He's a big uh, New York comedian. Yeah. Like he's pretty big in that scene. So he's done bits and pieces of movies. Yeah. He's got a lot of Adam, yeah, Sandler, very interesting Adam Sandler connection. 
Yeah. It would have been interesting because he doesn't look like a young kid as well. So I don't know what I he know, looked like at the I time. As well. Yeah. So like he's pretty much born the same time as my dad. Oh, really? Like a few days apart. So, um, so yeah, he's an older dude. Yeah, and he would have been about 30 odd. He always just looked time. older. Like Seth Green's got such yeah. a baby face, so it works out. But yeah. Yeah, I think Seth Green was perfect for that. Yeah. And uh, Mimi Rogers played Mrs. Kensington, who she's mm-hmm. a very esteemed actress in her own right. Or actor now, mm-hmm. where you just keep it as actor. Um, <laughs> act act tie. yeah. Is, uh, is what we're calling it. Um, I love your quick summaries now. <laughs> IMDb. IMDb has changed my world with these ones. I just, they've That's got the it. best little tag. You used to write them yourself. Yeah. <laughs> just sit down and write. Full uh, So, a world class playboy and part time secret agent from the 1960s emerges from 30 years in a cryogenic state to battle his nemesis, Dr. Evil. And that's all you need that's to know. That's all you do. That's, really. that's all there is. Uh, currently streaming on Binge, at Foxtel and Stan. Mm-hmm. Um, Stan's been a winner. Stan, yeah, years, Stan. If you want to... if I reckon if we can get a sponsor for this podcast, I reckon we get Stan out there. Not your old man, but I reckon... Yeah, not my dad. <laughs> I mean, never know. Yeah, I might have, joke. might have a few shekels. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, there you go. So, Stan... Actually, speaking of sponsors, how, what's your uh, beverage looking like today, mate? Oh, I've got a uh, a vodka soda with a splash of tropical uh, cordial. So oh, hello. Just a healthy number. I like that. Me. I had a couple of beers beforehand. Okay. Oh, yeah, you uh, had it. So I'm trying to level out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I've gone with the stock standard Asahi. So really trying to push home that Asahi sponsorship. Um, mm-hmm. But also, uh, I've gone with a bit of a, a bit of a festive splash considering I'm locked in at home. So I have made myself a bit of a Moscow mule, which is turning into this one of my favorite cocktails. April 2019 stuff, just making <laughs> Jonah so um yeah Mixes. so yeah this is uh definitely this is definitely one if we can get a bundaberg uh bundaberg rum sponsorship or a um smirnoff or absolute or anything any type of vodka we're not we're not uh, just anything <laughs> just we'll give us a sponsorship <laughs> uh even mint the uh, herb mint if you guys want to um sponsor us <laughs> get around mr mint uh the companies jeremy mint com- companies that uh grow limes get around us yeah <laughs> Anyway, so some little known facts. This is where we uh, really dive into it. So Mike Myers was listening to the uh, so listening to the look of love by Burt Bacharach on the drive home, and got to thinking about where did all the swingers uh, of the world go. So he asked his then wife if she swung and if he made her horny, and then (laughs) (laughs) then he wrote the first draft for this movie in three weeks. Which is, there you go. Yeah. I could just imagine, yeah, you could just imagine him just pestering his wife and then his wife just going, just write it down and just leave me alone. Yeah. And he was just like so stuck on yeah. it. He was just laughing his head off. Just like, just Do I make you horny, baby? Yeah. Um, so the next one, so it's doc- It's widely believed that Dr. Evil is based on SNL's Lorne Michaels. He's a bit of a shadowy character, Lorne Michaels. Like you never, I mean, he's, it's not like he hides himself, but you don't really, you mm. hear about him a lot more than you see him. Um, yeah. So he's, they reckon he's that because he's a bit of a control freak. Um, oh, because like his behavior is a control freak, and he's got upturned pinky. So I don't know where that's from. <laughs> like, but it must just be a thing where I don't know whether he takes a piss or he actually does have an upturned pinky. Um, and there was even a sketch where Michael's uh, so so he insisted to Michael's that Doctor Evil was not based on him. So sort of jokingly saying that. And then yeah, I think the grudge between Dana Carvey and Mike Myers, which is big because of Wayne's World, 
um, was against Mike for stealing his Law Michaels impersonation. So, yeah, I read that. I was really sad. Yeah, it was. That's, that made me sad because they did. I think in our notes when we talked about Wayne's World, there was that rift between the two. So um, yeah, it makes sense there. Now this is the one where um, again this is all, this is where the work got put in. Uh, so <laughs> Michael Caine believes that Austin Powers is based on Agent Harry Palmer from the film uh, Ipcress File. Um, so look the, so look these ones up as you're listening in. And Liz Hurley believes that Austin was ba- uh, Austin was based on Simon D, a chat show host, where at the end of each episode he would drive off in a Jaguar with a blonde model. I think the first one is plausible. The second one seems a bit too niche. Well, but <laughs> I don't know because he's like he's got the cravat and everything. Like he's got the neckerchief, yeah. and he's apparently he was like really sort of into the whole swinger vibe. And that was uh, I did a bit more research on him, and he's really sort of yeah like embraced the '60s vibe and swinger vibe. So I think a clash between like the actual look of the agent and then like the look of him, but more of these personality. I don't know, I just, I reckon if you, I reckon it was almost like a perfect match when I'm sort of looking at these two. And even sort of the way when Austin does want to be serious with Dr. Evil, you can might be able to see that in the, more of the um, Ipcress file sort of Harry Palmer, but then yeah. just the casual sort of... Um, Creeper. Uh, yeah, creepy guy, Simon <laughs> D. Uh, <laughs> so obviously, like, obviously I had a lot of time to think about this as well. So. <laughs> and saying that, I believe Austin Powers is mainly a parody as well of... Yeah. Uh, 007, James Bond. I'm saying that I haven't seen too many James Bond movies no. to make too many comparisons. I think it's a bit of like, there's uh, a bit of Mission Impossible so as I, well. And- I, grew up, I grew up watching Austin Powers instead of James Bond. <laughs> so, so that was in the reverse for me. That was for me, like when somebody told me it was like the first sort of like scary movie type film, I was really surprised because... I never really saw it as a parody. I just saw it as like a funny movie. Yeah, me too. Um, now looking back, where I've seen a bunch of slasher movies and stuff, I can understand. Yeah, but it's still a yeah. It's still oh no, more so like Scream. How yeah, that's even a parody of itself, where it is a slasher anyway. But yeah, scary movie and all those where they started quite strong and, and like and just became a mess oh, with all these like superhero movies and, and all that. What's her name? She's in like all of them. The blonde hair chick. I can't remember it, but she's all. She's in all like um, Anna Faris. Yeah, and she's in all like every time there's a spoof movie, they put her in there, like no, without fail. Yeah, um, but she she's pretty good. She no, she's really yeah. good. I love her, but yeah, she's just in all of those yeah. movies. <laughs> yeah, she's in a fair few of them. All the good ones. Yeah. All right, let's um, get stuck. All in. right, you want to get into it? Yeah, let's do it. So, oh yeah, sorry, you start off. I'm not good at introducing them. You're <laughs> <laughs> good. So it starts with a title, um, 1967, somewhere outside of Vegas. Um, and you see Dr. Evil's saying a speech um, and he's assembled the world's best assassins um, and he's sort of pissed off that they can't kill his nemesis, Austin Powers. And we don't actually see his face. I re- I only realised sort of like watching this, we don't actually see his face until uh, once he gets unfrozen as well. Yeah, and in the um, when they go to the bar, mm. um, they don't see his sort of face in there yeah. either as well. So... Yeah, just Interesting A, probably to show a bit of mystery and mm. B, to not have them both in the same scene together. Yeah, or well, then everyone just has... later on. And everyone might, in the cinemas before they knew might have had that sort of laughing aha moment when they realised it was the mm-hmm. same actor. Yeah. Um, I wrote here as well, so Dr. Evil is like eliminating all like the failed assassins because like they just couldn't mm-hmm. get him. And I would have loved to yeah, see... he's got this... Oh, he's got that trap where he can just press a button That's, and yeah. their chair falls down and they get burnt up. It's in that burning sort of hot pit. Um, and then yeah. there was, I, there was a few names on there. Like there was a, 
I think it was just like a Italian spoof name or something like that. But I would have loved to seen a couple of these sort of got like people in it for a little bit longer. But as well, it's such a big franchise. Imagine being that like actor that just like you could have been such a big part. And yeah, you're just gone. That's it. No. <laughs> just so, but yeah, I'm like, what happens to these guys? Well, we have a few of his uh, henchmen later on with uh, random task yeah. and the leprechaun dude. And a random uh, random so task has because quite yeah. a past you've dug up. You found. <laughs> yeah, well, we'll, we'll, we'll speak about that in a little yeah. bit, but yeah, let me introduce to him. Um, so basically, out of all that, he spares Frau Fabissina and uh, Mustafa, who is played by Will Ferrell, which until I went back and watched these movies after loving Will Ferrell so much, I didn't really click that he was in this film. Um, but he's actually gets... Yeah, I remember he was in it, but... When I saw him, my face sort of lit up. Yeah. I was like, oh, there he is. <laughs> and he's in, he gets a, he gets a gig in the second one as well. He doesn't get a gig in the third, mm. but um, yeah, it was good. He was obviously good enough to get a second go or it's Will Ferrell. So fair enough. Um, yeah. But, and I think that's pretty early in his career too. Yeah. It's in the late nineties and he was probably just masses off SNL and working yeah, with the guys off that's SNL. True. So that's how he got the gig. Um, and there's also, I just wanted to say there's, there's three Seinfeld uh, like extras or actors that pop up in this movie, and mm-hmm. I want to see if you can sort of get them. At, maybe as we as we get along to it, you, I'll see if you I've can. I've got one. You got I one. I've got one. All right. Yeah. I've got. I write, I've written all three on here, so we'll we'll get around to them when they when they pop up. Everything comes back to Seinfeld. <laughs> Every week. Um, so- um, and then we get sort of intro to Austin Powers, um, and it's got a sort of a scene with his in the streets in the 60s and it's the most generic 60s scene of yeah, all time there's really not much to talk about it's the most generic UK scene of all That's time right. um, it just shows like everything UK it's like the um, girls with like the matching it... coloured stockings and like the frilly yeah, like yeah, the, yeah. the poofy dress like, it's all like and the cravats and yeah you're right it's very stereotypical um, yeah. and a song um, a song as well Soul Bossa Nova by Quincy Jones playing which is uh, very yeah, iconic right it's iconic song's yeah. iconic uh, but yeah, he's a sex symbol. All the girls are sort of running after him and he's hiding. And then he's leading a marching band and a choreographed <laughs> dance. It's just a lot going on. I mean, I like the intros for the other two movies a lot better than this one. This one's just more like a generic The one. third one's insane. The third yeah. one's got this whole action scene. It had Tom Cruise, big actors, Danny which DeVito. We talk- yeah. Yeah. yeah Danny- I lost it at Danny DeVito. I, was- I had a couple... Uh, hey, assholes! <laughs> I had a couple of jazz cigarettes with my mate and we we're watching that and we forgot Danny DeVito was in it and we just lost it. So we'll talk about that when we do the third yeah. one. Um, yeah, but basically there's not much to talk about. It's just a big sort of dance and hoo-ha scene. Mm-hmm. Um, and the next scene is uh, we see Mrs. Kensington played by Mimi Rogers. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's basically driving Austin away from it all. And um, Austin's cracking onto her. Uh, and then she just mentions that she has a husband and Austin is pretty, pretty reserved. Yeah, considering. he's, like he's, he's this weird mixture of like being a creep and respectful. There's a deep, and he talks yeah. about being respectful as well later on. But there's a deeper story yeah, there too the, that we just never really, they never really delve into. Like you feel there's a big history that just they sort of scratch the surface with, but then leave alone. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so he is a bit more respectful when it comes to her or someone that he knows a little bit more than um, a mm-hmm. day. Um, then we get intro to Basil Exposition, yep. which I didn't realize that was his whole character name, yeah. but just a fantastic name. Um, and he does exactly what it is. He just explains parts of the movie to him yeah. and then they go off and do it. It is, Ma- um, it is Michael they- York, by the way. It is Michael York. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Michael York. Um, and they, he says that Dr. Evil is going to be at the Electric Psychedelic Pussycat Swingers Club. <laughs> I had to look that up. 
Uh, but so um, for this, really sorry, trap him there. For the, there was actually a uh, TV show just before the release of the movie, a one-hour MTV special called exactly that, and it was just like Austin. Oh, it was just like cool. Mike Myers playing Austin Powers. I, I watched a five-minute <laughs> clip of it, and he basically just does the same jokes he does in the movie, but it's still a it's still a bit of a laugh. Yeah, and that like he's got this character. Is this character from SNL? I know Wayne is. I don't think. I don't work, think but... Austin. No. So there's a there's only a few. Yeah. I think there's only like ten movies made from them. But so yeah, Austin Powers wasn't one of them. I think it was just because it was written up through that sort of sequence. Oh yeah, that other scene. Yeah. yeah. Um. So they're at the club, and it's just got amazing visuals and like spirals yeah. and on the floor of like the classic '60s scene. Yeah. All these men in colors. Um, there's someone that's supposed to be... Oh, what's that artist's name? Uh, Andy Warhol. Andy Warhol. Yeah. yeah, so it's supposed to be an Andy Warhol character. But I feel like everything 60s related, for some reason, there's an Andy yeah. Warhol... <laughs> it's uh, just, that, obscur- just that obscurity sort of psychedelic yeah. vibe. Yeah. Um, and then <laughs> some woman comes up and talks to him. <laughs> uh, and he just punches her in the face. <laughs> and I like how the actress changes into the actor <laughs> yeah. so quick it's just a completely different dude um and it turns out to be a man it's a man man um, it goes it goes from being a horrible assassin goes from being a horrible person to a genius <laughs> just like that yeah uh, i wrote here as well um i don't know if they were meant to be inconspicuous or not but um everyone's in like their psychedelic vibe and uh mrs kensington's in her full black like leather suit like <laughs> spy spy yeah, gear. Probably part like of it. not so inconspicuous there <laughs> Um, and then Dr. Evil shoots the assassin um, and he's sort of running off. And as, as we said, we never see Dr. Yeah. Evil's face in this scene. Um, Mrs. Kensington and Austin Powers run after him. Uh, but his plan was to cryogenically freeze himself and then blast off into space for 30 years. All right, that's a very bold strategy. It's a very bold strategy. Bold strategy, Carton. <laughs> see if it pays off. Oh, that was one I was meant to put on up on the list a bit earlier. We still can, but um, dodgeball. Yeah, that's another one. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, we got. We can move everything around. Yeah. That's fine. Um, Say one week in, in uh, advance. Yeah. And we're fine. <laughs> um, so yeah, he escapes in his freezing pod, and he escapes in uh, Big Boy, the Big Boy Donut um, guy. I don't, that's mm-hmm. what I wrote. Big Boy Donut guy. I don't know. I think yeah. it's bigger in America, but um, yeah. Yeah, I tried to do a bit of research as well, but I thought all I found was Big Boy the Rapper yeah. from uh, Outcast. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, that's my research done. Um, and then we can see Mr. Bigglesworth um, on that window as well, freezing in the process, which we know comes up in a second. Um, oh, mm-hmm. Before I forget about it, so Mr. Bigglesworth, obviously not that cat because they would have used a different cat. They wouldn't just shave it down for after the freezing process. But that uh, the next Mr. That Mr. Bigglesworth that's, um, what are they called? Siamese cat? Um the mm-hmm. cat's name was actually Ted Nude Gent. Now, let me tell you that uh, Mr. Bigglesworth is going to be my Steve Oh, Hitler Ted Because Nugent. it is so nice. And owning a cat, I he's just a squirmy bastard and he <laughs> wants to get away from you. But this cat is the most chill cat. Yeah. I think half the scenes he's uh, held up by random tasks yeah. who tend to be a real bad man. Yes. So he just acts his ass off. So... Uh, Ted Nugent, um, new to Gent, <laughs> Mr. Bigglesworth, you get my nod this week. Did you find that one out too? Did you find out the name? Oh, I then? sort of yeah, saw yeah. it from you. Uh, and then I moved it. I took it off the other list and moved it down yeah. my list, but you, uh, you beat me to oh, sorry, it. Sorry, mate. <laughs> um, but then I got another one. Okay. So Mini Me has a tiny, tiny version of his cat, appropriately named Mini Mr. Bigglesworth. Yeah. And they were played by three Sphinx kittens Ooh. named Mal Gibskin. <laughs> 
Paul Nude Man and Skidina Jones. So, Skindiana Jones. Skindiana, okay. I was so, good. I didn't know that. Third okay, one. yeah, yeah. I have to read it again myself. So, so then, one of them, one of them might get a run for the uh, Steve Hibbert in yeah. the next <laughs> time around. Um, so, uh, anyway, so moving on from that, so we've got um, they talk about mm-hmm. a time. Uh, he's like he wants to unfreeze for when a time when free love is gone and greed and corruption ruled again, and then fast forward thirty years on to nineteen ninety seven. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, and they end up fighting. So it's like this uh, military base um, and they see the big boy rocket, whatever it is, yeah. he's riding around in that in space um, on a radar. I got excited because I thought um, this was the first of those, like, where they, they keep misnaming yeah, the rocket. that's must where they pull it yeah, out from. But the yeah. second one, yeah, the second one's when they start. But yeah, I was, so I was excited. looking at it, I'm like, this doesn't look like a pencil. Yeah. <laughs> what joke are they going to go with? Pecker! <laughs> um, and they talk about how um, big boy's back. Um, and then uh, Clint Howard, who's Ron Howard's brother, yep. that sort of odd dude. Oh, yeah, there you go. I didn't know that. As well. yep. Yeah, he goes, big boy never left, sir. He's still providing uh, great prices. <laughs> Had a good chat. <laughs> great meals at the same prices. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like yeah. in many ways, he never left. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like that's um, But yeah, basically, uh, the main sort of um, military guy realizes that Dr. Evil is back. Um, mm-hmm. and then he sort of tells him to pack all of his things and do all this stuff. And he says, and he says the next line in such a way that I've always remembered it. He goes, I'm off to London, England. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it always stuck He's with telling him. people to do all this stuff. He's like, fetch my bags, do these, feed my fish. It's like, not that much. And he takes like <laughs> the fish food out. out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's really funny. Uh, um, and then we find out that, yeah, Austin Powers froze himself, um, for when Dr. Evil comes back. Which is pretty uh, admirable Very noble. of him, to be honest. Yeah. yeah. So we're in London, England. <laughs> um, and we're going through the cryogenic chamber where people are frozen. And they got two celebrities <laughs> that I saw. They froze Gary Coleman and Vanilla Ice. <laughs> And I like it's a very odd choices for a celebrity. Maybe they're bigger at that time. I think, yeah, I think looking back now, I think that's this sort of. Aged a, a bit. I think that was the gag where it's like at the time, at the like at the time when they were really popular, they would have thought, "Oh, this is a good idea to freeze these people." And it's like yeah. now it's like Ooh. even then, like yeah, late nineties, are they still relevant? Maybe maybe know. they were maybe they were very making a prediction about sort of how they're not going to be relevant for <laughs> for very long. Maybe it's a bit of a jab at them. Um, but I remember and seeing- that's my second oh. uh, Hibbert oh. goes no, um, I was thinking as well for was it um, Evil Knievel I remember seeing him in one of them but I don't know I, I remember seeing yeah, him in a fro- Frozen either. previously but I don't think there's any other freezing or maybe it's um, maybe it's in the third one when Fat Bastard drills into or second one when Fat Bastard drills in to take the mojo and there's uh, he's already frozen and Austin Powers is frozen again maybe that's where I'm remembering it from this is this is a future I'll talk about Michael. We'll move on. Sorry, guys. <laughs> uh, that's what you get. Um, so we go through his whole thawing out process. Um, so he had that mat down the ice, yeah. and then he's in that weird liquid goo. So he's got laser cutting phase, warm liquid yeah. goo phase, uh, reanimation, and then we've got uh, stage four cleansing, where they're like sort of showering him off. I just wrote, he looks like the happiest man ever in this one. Like he's sort of dancing yeah. around and <laughs> he's really sort of chilled. Um, and then they go to the drawing, they go to the drawing, which isn't technically a stage, but you can just see how much chest hair and in the shape, the iconic I wrote that. shape I of the I forgot all about his chest hair. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the shape of the penis, um, chest hair, which is very mm-hmm. iconic. 
And then stage five, which I wrote... <laughs> the shape of the penis cook. Yeah, very <laughs> iconic. Um, I wrote here, this scene would never get old for me. It's the evacuation. They call it evacuation, but basically he just needs to piss after being frozen for 30 years. Yeah. Um, I think... Yeah. Uh, the first piece goes for 28 seconds. Oh, did you I time that one? Did you? <laughs> yeah. I didn't time it. I found it as a fact. That's, um, so. that's yeah. So it's just a very well played out scene. And then it sort of goes evacuation. And then just starts going again. And then towards the end, it's just little interruptions. Like evacuation. Come put. Come. Evacuation. Come. <laughs> Um, and then we've got uh, the next one where he's sort of like, he's sort of getting back to it and he's really groggy and he's on that sort of stand-up chair and they've got like all the um, probes on him as well. And um, he starts shouting like, where am I? And then um, I said, uh, volume, vol- the vol- volume control of voices, a side effect of the freezing process. Mm-hmm. And he goes, yes, I'm having trouble controlling the volume of my voice. <laughs> Sorry to all- Who are these people? Yeah. yeah. Sorry to all the people at home that had to <laughs> cop that one in their earbuds. Um yeah, so then they sort of mentioned that you've got the American um commander and then you've got Russian intelligence. He goes, Russian intelligence, are you mad? And he goes, talks about the sort of the Cold War being over. He's like, Oh, down with those capital pigs, eh, comrade? And he goes, No, Austin. Yeah, it's like capitalist pigs will pay for their crimes, <laughs> eh, comrade? He goes, No, Austin. He goes, Austin, we won. <laughs> All right, yay, capitalism. <laughs> I would never have got that joke. No, I never. <laughs> no idea. Um, and then, yeah, so they're sort of um, informing him of Dr. Evil and it's all sort of coming back mm-hmm. and says you'll be working with Miss Kensington and he thinks it's Mrs. Kensington. Um, and this is where we get introduced to Vanessa as Miss Kensington or as, what's her name? Um, uh, that one that used to go up with Shane <laughs> Lisa Lisa Lee, that's the one. Um, so he's sort of seeing her and then he says out loud, um, oh, how do I... So, something something but I bet she shags like a minx yeah she has an ama- amazing body and I hope she shags like a minx <laughs> I hope I didn't say that out loud just now <laughs> <laughs> oh no how do I tell everybody that I'm part of the freezing process I don't have an internal monologue <laughs> it's like oh <laughs> um, and then yeah they sort of said a lot of things has changed a lot of things have changed since um your time when you're frozen. He goes, well, as long as people are still having promiscuous sex with many partners while experimenting with mind altering jugs, I'll be sound as a pound. <laughs> I mean, was he that far off? I don't know. Uh, you still, maybe the nineties are a different time. I like it when he's in another, uh, no, I'm not going to keep talking about the other movies. Cause I keep re- thinking of mm-hmm. ones of those. So, but yeah, yeah. Um, I, I listened to a podcast about um, this whole Sharon Stone and sort of uh, Charles Manson. I didn't realize like how sort of full on that sort of, drug craze was with all that sort of hippies and it was it was rampant it wasn't just a, like a little flash in a pan it was um it was a way of life for so long uh yeah or maybe yeah, yeah maybe the late <laughs> 90s wasn't a place for the drugs. no no <laughs> i was drunk i was five years old i didn't know what yeah. anything was, so that's fine with me uh, um and then he's getting his uh stuff back from i guess like when people finish jail and yeah, they're getting yeah. all their stuff back and we learned that his middle name's Danger, Austin Danger Powers. <laughs> and he goes, uh, uh, Aust- you got yeah, all the said, stuff he gets? Say Austin, uh, so uh, for Mr. Danger Powers, he goes, no, Austin's, uh, Austin's my first name. Danger's my middle name. <laughs> um, and then they're sort of bringing back all of his uh, items. So we've got the blue crushed velvet suit. 
one frilly yeah. laced cravat, one symbol with uh, one necklace with male symbol, and he sort of gives like the eye raise to <laughs> Vanessa as he yeah. gets that, which is a really weird. Like, I don't know, it's just really weird to have a male symbol around your neck in general. Um, he's got his Italian boots and he goes, Buongiorno, boys. <laughs> 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 We've got the Burke Baccarat plays his hits and he goes, Oh, there it is. And then he goes, One Swedish made penis enlarger. And his face just completely drops. And he keeps sort of. Because that's not mine. Yeah. <laughs> he keeps sort of yeah. justifying it. He goes, That's not mine. He goes, One credit card receipt made for Swedish. Uh, a penis enlarger made out to Austin Powers. And he goes, honestly, it's not mine. One warranty card filled out by Austin Powers. And he goes, come on, that sort of thing is in my bag. As one book Swedish made penis enlarger and me, this is my bag, baby. Ah. And he just goes, ah. It's like, well, you know, I just signed it. Get the ball rolling. Yeah. You know? <laughs> um, and he sort of just be in the whole, oh, come on, baby. And Vanessa sort of puts her foot down and says, I don't like it being called mm-hmm. baby. You can call me Miss Kensington. And he goes, oh, come on. And she goes, all right, Vanessa. So she lets up a little bit. Um, and then they sort of leave. And then he goes, uh, Mr. Powers. And he turns back around. He's holding, <laughs> he's like shaking yeah, it holding his penis. Yeah. He goes, runs back. He goes, quickly, quickly. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and then we get this weird, like, 90s, oh, 60s transition. Yeah, yeah, I wrote this down um, too. I wrote, it's like a, um, it's, I just wrote, like, a commercial break type scene, like, a, like coming back yeah. from a commercial break or something. Yeah, back to a different scene. So, we're in uh, Dr. Evil's underground lair, um, and they talk about how there were some complications with the unfreezing process, and that's how, unfortunately... Uh, Mr. Bigglesworth lost all his hair. Yep. So now he's a little sphinx cat. Now he's officially Ted Nugent. Yep. I don't know that other fraud of a cat, but <laughs> that wasn't involved. We're big Ted fans over here. Um, so we've got, yeah, so talks about how he lost his hair and he's sort of blaming Mustafa mm-hmm. or Wolf Ferrell for this, um, for the complication. He's so sweaty too. He is. <laughs> Mustafa's so sweaty. Yeah. <laughs> he goes, we couldn't uh, foresee the feline complications in the unfreezing <laughs> process, and he just uh, doesn't have a bar of it, and he drops the chair down. And um, this is another really iconic scene, and one that sort of always stuck with me was that he, you just expect them to die straight away, like the other guys. But he just he's like, "Oh, I'm very, I'm very badly burnt. Hello, is there anyone out?" And he just and he's trying to ignore him. He just keeps coming back with these little phrases, and then uh, it's like, "I'm still alive, yeah. but I'm in a lot of pain." <laughs> and then he. Um, and then he, um, a doctor ever just finally has enough and he go- calls him up and he goes, yes, mm-hmm. yes, uh, no, not dead, badly burned, yes. <laughs> and then he goes, yes, of course, right. <laughs> <laughs> and then he, um, he shoots him, he goes, you shot me, you shot me right in the arm. <laughs> and then he shoots him again and it's just sort of quiet for a little bit and you they see wait. the smoke yeah. sort of rise up and then, um, yeah, and then, and then he did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what well, we think. So, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> foreshadowing uh then we get intro to the rest of his new gang so frau fabisna is still there uh we get intro to random task who's sort of the odd job uh you know from austin powers then patty o'brien who's a irish hitman yep um and he talks about how every time he kills someone he leaves a lucky charm (laughs) from his uh what's his wrist yeah what's it called uh bracelet bracelet, that's it 
Um, and they all joke about how they're always after if his lucky charm. Like, oh, the IRA. Oh no, so the uh, yeah. Irish government would love to get their hands on that uh, bit of evidence. He goes, "Yeah, they're always after me lucky charms." <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then Frau sort of has her first like sort of moment where she's they're trying to explain to him like what it's all about. It's a television <laughs> commercial. It's a television commercial with the little tiny marshmallows. Not going to It's just really weird for a good like thirty seconds. Um, but it sort of shows Frau's character <laughs> as well. Um, and then we've got, then we intro into number two played by Robert Wagner. Um, and he's sort of mm-hmm. like the businessman that sort of runs VirtuCon. He's not really like a hitman kind of guy. Um, as well, like Frau, like what does she do really? Like <laughs> what does she really do in this movie? I know like later on she has a couple little moments, but, um, so they said they invested in cable companies and they're worth like, uh, uh, they said later how much they're actually worth. Um, and they they've got a, uh, what else do they say? So they invest in cable companies. They talk about some other ones. Yeah. Uh, so they moved from trading in nuclear chemicals to become a communications company. Yeah. And they're showing like all these different factories they own across America. <laughs> and he goes, they even own a factory that makes tiny factories. <laughs> it's a factory in That's Chicago so that makes miniature models of factories. <laughs> yeah. Um, so basically they said, and he says like what the plan's going to be. So the plan is to blackmail um, the royal family and say that Prince Charles had an affair uh, and then we'll need to get a divorce. And then we sort of get intro into number two doing that. <clears throat> like, <laughs> yeah. Just like you're a bit out of touch basically. And then just says, you know, that already did happen. Um, it was going to be a lot worse that they're actually going to talk about something to do with like Princess Diana's death, but they, um, they had to, yeah. they had to cut that. I like they how they left that in a good space. Yeah. So they had to cut that yeah. one. Um, so they've just turned it, uh, turned it around a little bit. Um, and then we get <laughs> Dr. Evil on the bus. I need the info. <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, yeah. and then his second plan was to use lasers to create a hole <laughs> in the ozone layer and then other ones like <laughs> and he do, we, so we get intro into the, uh, intro, the pinky finger as well for the first time <laughs> oh yes and he goes and they yeah does the <clears throat> and he goes shit <laughs> <laughs> and he goes oh hell let's just do what we always do hijack some nuclear weapons and hold the world hostage <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and then talk about uh stealing a kaplakistan uh rocket <laughs> yeah some random stanny yeah and he goes and um, we'll ransom them for one million dollars and he espn yeah sounds like it um, very similar and then he goes, <clears throat> he goes a virtucon alone makes over nine billion dollars a year he goes yeah. oh really oh that's, that's good <laughs> and he goes um we're going to hold him for ransom for one hundred billion dollars, and he's sort of looking for that, yeah, looking yeah. for that approval. He's like looking around to make yeah. sure it's good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, oh yeah, <laughs> just uh, it just sets up that sort of that goofball where he's like really smart, but he's just still got that sort of goofball mm. and just oblivious, which is a really good balance of character, I think, with Doctor Evil. Mm-hmm. Whereas you've got Austin Powers, where sort of things always go right for him, but he's a bit more of an, an idiot in a lot of ways. So it's a nice yeah, balance right. between the two. Um, then we're on Austin Powers' jet. It's got that song. It's like, Austin Powers, he's the man for you. <laughs> and I wrote here, sick plane as well. Like amazing. Yeah. They've got like the, the bar and everything set up and a stripper pole and a rotating bed. Like <laughs> Like the round bed, which I don't know, they might be comfortable for one person, but I don't know, two people. Could not imagine you have to get that would right be on good. the spot where it. Yeah, yeah. I could not imagine that would yeah. be good. 
Um, and then he's filling out a form. And I think they're talking about how Vanessa's not a full-time agent yeah. yet because later on in the movie, she becomes full-time agent. Uh, but he's filling out his form. It's like, uh, a name? Austin. Danger powers. <laughs> Sex? Yes, please. <laughs> that one, so that one always got one. me. <laughs> that line always yeah, got yeah, me. Still a good one. And he's sort of, and you see as well, he's a bit more of the old school where he's like, what do I need to sign forms for? This is just a part of the job and everything, but it's sort of bringing mm-hmm. him back into what the world is now compared to previous. Um, yeah. And then he, so he sort of talks about Vanessa and where she comes from and she's sort of ex- bleeding her, not bleeding her heart out, but she's sort of like getting real yeah, deep into Yeah, she's sort of talking about how um, she went to Oxford and she got really into foreign languages yeah. and that pushed her to talk to people, different people from the world and <laughs> become a secret agent like, like her mom. Yeah. He's pretending to... Austin Powers. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he's like trying to listen. And then Austin Powers just cuts her off and goes, why don't we go back, go in the back and shag? <laughs> he's just, i got to see if my part's still yeah, he's just He's just like, Jesus Christ. I just like how he goes, that's good, pest. Vanessa. Why don't we go back and shag? Yeah. <laughs> just completely blows it off her history. What a pest. Um, he goes, I need to see if all my bits work. You know, my wedding tackle, my meat and two veg, my twig and berries. <laughs> Um, and then, yeah, Vanessa's just not having a bar of it whatsoever, but it mm-hmm. does not stop Austin um, one little bit. So yeah. he um, makes his way onto the bed and then he sort of pats the bed and she still comes over, which I'm like, why, do, why are you going to sit next? Yeah. Why are you going to sit there? You know what he's going to try to do? And it's a whole, I won't bite hard. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, sort of inviting her to the bed. And then he goes, Vanessa, I've got a question to ask you. Do I make you horny, baby? Randy, do I? Do I make you horny, baby? Yeah. And he's just... And you got that... Uh, and that music's playing. And like, yeah, like just the... Just uh, Mood lighting yeah. comes on and stuff. <laughs> and she um, she bursts out and she's like... She sprays him a little bit um, for what he's doing. But it doesn't stop him one little bit. You look in the background and he's still like... got his, He's bent over backwards and still trying to flaunt it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, she says that she'll never have sex with him if he's the last person on the yeah. earth. And, uh, goes, and then... What's, yeah. your, what's your point, Vanessa? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I missed before as well. There's a bit of turbulence that the um, they say. And he goes, oh, no, turbulence. Oh, I fell over. Oh, I fell over again. Yeah, like, that's so gross. <laughs> it's just, yeah, <laughs> being like a proper pig. Mm-hmm. And then we're back uh, with, I best say Dr. Pepper, Dr. <laughs> Evil. Hey, um, good drink, by the talking way. To- good drink. <laughs> I think I'm, it's more of an adult drink. I think I'll be more into it now. I think I hated it when I was a kid. Uh, but it's between Frau and Dr. Evil, how they talk about that. They froze his semen if he ever wants to come back. Um, and then they say that he has a son, uh, which of course played by Seth Scott, Green, Scott Evil. <laughs> Scott! Uh, but it's the most like generic 90s kid. It's like a playable character in Tony Hawk yeah, or something. Yeah, grunge, grunge like, music exactly in the background like. when he enters. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, and yeah, he sort of like gets introduced and he's like the, well, you just expect a relationship. Like he's, he's, he's like more of a, it's fair enough. you sort of think about the other people as like superhuman or on another level. He's like the, a really sort of human character in that teenager. Um, and he's hating him and Dr. Evil's crying, like sort of wanting the hug. He's <laughs> just, it's, that's what I lost it when he's like staring at him with his <laughs> arms out for a hug and like, he's, like, he's so stiff. He does it like, so well. Hug? He yeah. goes, I'm hip. I'm with it. He starts to do the Macarena, like, but all wrong. And I think I saw Frau laughing in the background. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. And then he goes, well, don't look at me like I'm freaking Frankenstein. Give your father a hug. 
and then uh, yeah so the next thing we see is they're off to Las Vegas Austin and Vanessa mm-hmm. yeah so we're back in Vegas after the hangover yeah <laughs> um, then they're in their suite together um, and I wrote it might be the same suite as the hangover mm-hmm. who knows uh, a few years later <laughs> uh, but he asked Vanessa, should we shag now or shag later? <laughs> like, Jesus do you, Christ, man. Do you like to wash up first? Yeah, top and tail, horse yeah. bath. <laughs> yeah, he goes, how do you like to do it? Do you like to wash up first, <laughs> top and tail, horse bath? He's just so relentless. And, you know, if this is, if, if she went to HR, he would have been done within the first sort of comment. Yeah. <laughs> well, he says, before I'm on the job, I like that, before I'm on the job, I like to give my undercarriage a bit of a how's your father. <laughs> I didn't hear that line. Never heard it before. That's a good, um, that's a good one. <laughs> and just, yeah, it just goes to show that whole free love sort of conflicting with the modern mm-hmm. day as well. Um, but then he says he's just trying to get a rise out of it. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> I think he's trying to do something else. I think he's trying to get a rise out of himself. And yeah. <laughs> hey. And there's a, there's a good, uh, one of my favorite scenes, and probably my sister Monica loves this one, I think more than anything, when Vanessa's unpacking her suitcase and she's got like one yellow dress, one toothbrush, all in individual mm-hmm. plastic bags. And Austin goes, oh my God, nerd alert! <laughs> <laughs> and she sort of pulls it, like they pull, she pulls out her gun and then he pulls out his gun and then... She pulls out like a biggie gun and then he pulls out his penis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, honestly, it's yeah, not and mine. Then sort of, and then he looked at, it looks at it and he's like, oh shit. <laughs> yeah, it's not mine. I don't know how it got in here. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, the next thing they're doing is they're looking for the Virtucon exactly. Yeah, so they're going around the, uh, I guess, dealers and everything. They're actually in the Las Vegas. Um, and I think this is the first time he's in his iconic red suit, yep. if I'm not mistaken. Uh, it's not his crush Velvet no. one from before. Um, but they talk about how, uh, where am I? Um, execs from Virtucon Industries um, are gambling there. So yeah. they've got to get a bit more intel. And then this is what I write down, but my first Seinfeld character is that Super yeah, Nazi correct. is the uh, blackjack dealer at the table. He's just a really angry dude as well in this. Like he just Yeah, <laughs> I remember he was in... There's an episode of Scrubs as well where he just plays the actor yeah. that plays the <laughs> yeah. I've seen that one too. <laughs> yeah. And I think he's, he's, uh, he's, uh, he does, um, what's it called? Those, uh, when you can get people to call up a celebrity and then they make a video for you. Oh, the cameo. Yeah, cameo. Thing. He does a lot of those as yeah. well as a soup Nazi. So he knows what he's about and like he knows that's what he's big for and he's making the most of it. So fair credit to him. see how much it is. You should get one for mine. That's not a bad idea. See how much well, Monica's is. listening to this yeah. and now it's not going to be a surprise. But um, uh, we'll see. there you go. I'll wait for a... Actually, I won't say what her birthday's coming up because she might get upset at me for it. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll leave that one. Um, but yeah, so Austin sort of sits at the uh, blackjack table and you can see number two is there. Um, and then mm-hmm. he he hits on a 17, which playing 21 obviously can get only a four. And he sort of looks at the, the x-ray vision of the card. Um, yeah. And he goes, the soup Nazis. Oh, he's wearing, he wears a... Uh, the eye patch. Uh, yeah. Eye patch. Yeah. yeah. Which looks like it has 3D vision. And then somehow. the soup Nazis just like, they're sort of playing along where he's like, you have 17. I suggest, I suggest you stay. He goes, I like to live dangerously. And obviously he flips over the four and he goes... Um, he goes, oh, 21. And uh, Super Nazi looks real pissed as well, I wrote down. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Os- he goes, and for you, sir, num- uh, five. He goes, I'll stay. He goes, I suggest <laughs> you hit, sir. He looks at the camera. He looks at him. I also like to live dangerously. <laughs> if you notice, the music stops Yeah, as yeah well. he's got the little doom <laughs> really in the background. Yeah. 
I also love some um, And then he flips this thing as 20 beats yeah. your fuck. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then he goes, allow myself to introduce myself. <laughs> I'm Richie Cunningham and this is my wife, Oprah. Um, I don't, yeah. Who's Richie Cunningham as well? He's, he's uh, someone um, famous. That's... So saying that, that's uh, 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 Howard. Oh yes, yes. Uh, you know, yeah, now I know. Yes, yeah, so, yeah. From Cheers. Yeah. Fuck. No. Um, no, not Cheers. Happy oh, days. My God. With the Fonz. Um, yeah. Happy days. Happy days. Yeah. Sorry. A bunch. Yeah. What's his name? Um, Ron Howard. Ron yeah. Howard. Richard yeah. Cunningham from. Yeah. But well, before that, so number two is at the table with a lot of vagina. No, so he's, <laughs> he hasn't introduced her yet. This is the one that comes oh, up, doesn't he? Yeah. So he goes, and this is my. Uh, this is my. Uh, oh, Italian yeah. consigliere a lot of a lot of vagina and you see Robert Wagner crack up as he's saying the line like he <laughs> yeah. can't hold it together and he goes uh, I'm sorry beg your pardon he goes she goes a lot of vagina he goes uh, <laughs> sorry I thought you said your name was never mind <laughs> um, yeah. and he goes what exactly do you do number two and he goes that's my business <laughs> I love that line Fair enough. <laughs> oh, I just thought there was a nice number, nice poo joke there. Yeah. Nice poo joke chucked in. Yeah. Um, and he goes, I need to go to the little boy's room and he sort of heads off to the toilet and um, he, Austin Powers is sort of like fall, following behind from a distance. Mm-hmm. And then we go into the bathroom and there's one of those bathroom attendants there and there's a blind guy and he asks him like in the bathroom, you didn't happen to see anything. Anything at all. <laughs> I, Because yeah. I, I watched this movie about, I think about three months even like maybe six months ago and I just forgot all about that line and then I like I literally did a spit take when I was (laughs) when I heard that line it was so good um and then um yeah so this this like sort of cowboy guy comes in or this like sort of Texan yeah so he's played by um yeah Tom Arnold yeah he's been around um, he's been a few things yeah um he goes, oh, I love your outfit, man. It's so funny. He goes, no, actually, I'm English. He goes, I'm, I'm yeah. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's a fine get-up you got there. He goes, are you in a show? He goes, no, I'm English. It's like, oh, I'm okay. sorry. Um, and then um, it's just, they're, bo- and they're both just going to the cubicles and they're trying to, and Austin's trying to work <laughs> out what to do. And the guy just randomly says, hey, partner, have a good one. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, a bit too chatty wrote, in the art. Uh, I wrote that as well. Like, who says that? Like, who honestly no. would say that? Um, and it's sort of... Next thing you see is Patty O'Brien, which is um, one of Dr. Evil's henchmen that was bef- talked about before. Mm-hmm. Um, starts to choke him with his um, uh, with his bracelet. And um, the the big gag here is it looks sounds like he's constipated and trying to take a massive shit. Um, yeah, so Tom Arnold's character... <laughs> Just thinks he's having a very bad poop. And I love this. I love this uh, scene. <laughs> yeah. Toilet humor. I just, I'll never get over it. I love it. Oh, it's just too yeah. easy. Um, and he's like sort of, so he's fighting uh, Paddy O'Brien and he's asking him, who does number two work for? <laughs> and then Tom Arnold's like, that's right, buddy. You show that to his boss. <laughs> and he goes, hey, you got to relax now. Don't force it. You're going to blow out your O-ring. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and he goes, come on, grab a hold of something, bite your lip. We're going to get through this. <laughs> <laughs> and um, then he ends yeah, up, okay. yeah, he ends up, uh, killing Patty O'Brien and you see his lucky charm sort of spill out. Nice little cinematic, yeah. uh, death scene sort of saying that he's dead now. And then Tom, I was like, how about a courage flush? 
And he, he goes back into the toilet after everything's all done and he sees a guy hanging out of the toilet and then probably the stupidest but funny line is like, damn it, boy, what did you eat? <laughs> it's just so dumb. Oh, it gets me every time though. Um, so mm-hmm. we've got, uh, we head back to Virtucon, which is uh, their, the headquarters or everything. Um, and we find out that they've secured the Kaplakistan warheads. Mm-hmm. Um, and they sort of buzz into the uh, UN meeting room and there's all the most stereotypical uh, characters. Yeah, like all the, all the nationalities and from all the different countries, but they're on the most like stereotypical outfit. Yeah, so, like this yeah. Japanese are in like sumo and suits. A, and a geisha. And... We've got, <laughs> we've yeah. got a, um, uh, a Spanish bullfighter. Like it's just the most, uh, yeah. And this is actually the second Seinfeld character. Do you know who it would be? No. I so the it. head of the UN is Babu Bhatt. <laughs> ah yes 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 I was, uh, there's, remember that's where he's from yeah. and there's actually one more I can't remember what it is off the top of my head but I think it's a female I'm not too sure um, but yeah there is a third character coming out but I can't remember what that one itself oh, it's on my notes though um, but yeah so he's like they said what do you want Mr. Evil he goes that's Dr. Evil I didn't spend uh, four years in evil medical school to be called Mr. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and then he sort of just says his demands about everything saying, uh, it's a million dollars. And then they're sort of like, no, it's a hundred billion dollars. Just the whole sort of gags from before. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So they say it's one, he goes $1 million and they all like start laughing. Mm. Um, and then he corrects himself. He goes a hundred billion dollars. And they all just change yeah. and they get like shocked <laughs> and scared. Like, <laughs> yeah. um, and he goes, you have my demands, um, That'll be all. And he sort of flicks up. Is this when Beavis and Butthead comes up or is that later on? I think that's yeah, later. Okay. Yeah, I wrote that down. Um, and then they sort of do... And then Dr. Evil sort of gathers these evil henchmen together. Some people that we've never met before as well. And they just do like an evil laugh all together. Which i got to say, Mike Myers mm-hmm. nailed the evil laugh. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it just sort of trails off into awkwardness as well. Where it's like... Obviously, you see the evil laughs in most movies and they cut it, but here they just like go on and show like what it must be like <laughs> until they finish it, which is a really good sort of really good showing of that. So it just he sort of finishes off with a <laughs> and then it just sad transitions yeah. off to uh the next day in Vegas. So uh, Vanessa Kingsley is calling her mom and sort of talking more about Austin, how he's being a bit creepy and how um you know she was always hitting on him. And she just has to explain that's how everyone was yeah. in the um, 60s. And she asks, like, have, did you ever hook up with him? And another scene where she talks about she was always loyal to her yep. dad. So there's that backstory there uh, that you never really know too much about. She um, gives, but she, it's yeah, a, she gives her daughter props for not having sex with him as well, which I thought was pretty yeah, funny. Yeah, it's so weird. <laughs> um, and there's that whole... Um, and there's yeah, a, go for it. Yeah, classic. It has one later on and it's a few other movies as well where... Um, Austin's nude and they're just all these shots about him hiding his penis in different ways uh, I don't have all of them there I've got but, the refracted uh, light with the magnifying glass into like the metal part of the magnifying glass as he's doing squats um, he's yeah. like has a water bottle uh, sorry a wine bottle he's just carrying around looking like hungover the, sh- the big champagne yeah. bottle um, pouring out a tea kettle being his wiener uh, sorry yeah like a tea mm-hmm. uh, pot and then she's got a, she's just eating a sausage and um, <laughs> right that's the a grossest one. And, he, yeah. and as she bites, he goes, "Oh!" <laughs> <laughs> um, and the next thing you see, they're sort of spying in the bushes, uh, looking at Doctor Evil's uh, crew, and 
she's like sort of candidly looking through a um, pair of um, binoculars and Austin's got this massive, <laughs> massive lens camera that you see like sports photographers using. Yeah. Um, and then she's like, oh, that's Dr. Evil's cat. And he goes, how do you know? He goes, I never forget a pussy. Cat. <laughs> and it's uh, being carried by your mate's um, random task. It's not my mate. <laughs> let's, let's not put that no, out no. there. Um, have you, you actually haven't even mentioned it yet. Or do you want to, have you got it for later? Uh, I think I was supposed to speak about it before, yeah. but uh, yeah, he's just a, <laughs> I looked it up because he was very close to being my Steve Hibbert. Yeah. Um, but he's in jail um, and he kidnapped people and he murdered people and ended up raping people as well. So I thought, a bit too it's heavy to be human. my... Uh, yeah, so not a great unit. And he's just pretty much holding cats and throwing shoes uh, for the rest of this movie. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> mostly about him. Yeah. Least about him, the better. Um, he is a martial arts expert as well in real life. So That's what surprised yeah, me. Yeah. He was like an actual martial arts expert actor. They didn't really use his expertise you look- <laughs> very much, did they? <laughs> Yeah, well, you, you might have, yeah. Um, but then you're looking at his, like, those classic Wikipedia pages where it's his career, and then the next one's like legal troubles. You're like, oh, that's, yeah. that's not a great sign. <laughs> that's not very good. So, yeah, he's in jail uh, at the moment. Um, and then, so the next scene, we've got Austin uh, taking a few snaps of Vanessa, and um, she's starting to loosen up a little bit and have a bit of a smile. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he says, I'm going to take you out for a night on the town. And then we get um, a next scene where it's like, uh, what the world needs now, um, by Burt Bacharach, and it's um, mm-hmm. they're sort of dancing on the bus with like a candlelit dinner. So like, I think it's just official now that you're meant to know that they're like dating, like because I wrote later yeah, on. Yeah, she well, starts falling for his charm. Yeah, and, like she's starting to fall for his charm and everything. I wrote this later on where we go to a lot of vaginas penthouse, but um, or when she finds out about it, that it's sort of like, are you really dating? Or I don't know, but it's a bit confusing. But mm. I think at this point you're meant to know that they're now dating. Um, so yeah. they're sort of dancing on a bus and they awkwardly sort of that walking and pointing at like the signs, that sort of stereotypical Yeah, thing. there's this weird green screen montage yeah. of a Vegas green screen montage where they're just pointing at signs that are not there and they're doing this fake walking. <laughs> Very cheesy. It's just so odd. Such a weird choice. Yeah. Um, and then the next thing you see, they're playing Twister and um, they're uh, right hand green, I think it was. And then she falls over and he falls on her and it's this whole sort of awkward tension sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um and he goes, oh, let me, I can't remember what he says he needs to fetch, but he goes, um, I know, I'll take the stairs. And he starts doing the classic walk under the... St- just the classic uh, behind the hiding behind something yeah. upstairs and escalators and a canoe, just the classic yeah. game. <laughs> so something. he's got the stairs, the escalator, the canoe and the elevator. Um, and I remember doing that as a kid. And I think if I did that now... I still do it now. I, it's <laughs> a classic gag. I yeah. think if I get the opportunity with my kids at school, I think if I do it, I think it would kill because like they wouldn't have much exposure oh, yeah. to it. <laughs> I reckon I'm going to practice it and I reckon it'll kill. Um, so yeah, and then we sort of... They, they sort of fall onto the bed and um, you sort of find out that Vanessa's smashed um, and mm-hmm. is Austin sort of straightens up a little bit. He's like, oh my God, look at you, you're smashed. Um, and then she goes, oh, that's uh, that's you in a nutshell, isn't it? And he goes, no, this is me in a nutshell. Help, I'm in a nutshell. How did I get in this crazy thing? <laughs> so good. I love that scene. Um, and yeah, she sort of, she tries to kiss him and he refuses to kiss her when she's drunk. And then... Um, sort of showing again that sort of human side of him where he's not just a not just that sort of uh, mm-hmm. stereotypical man um, and then he sh- she sort of asks about her mum and then he tells her that he would have if there was anyone in this world that could have treated her as well as your dad did it would have been me and this is where I'm like um, 
It's a weird uh, one. Yeah, I'm like, it's like there's a lot more that they need to delve into. Like, there could have been a prequel to this or something like that, but um, it would have been a bit, lot more of a serious prequel, I think. But it just sort of shows that he's a lot of feelings for the mum, but also, I think it's like that whole swinger vibe, but also she was the one that could have sort of taken him away from that. The one that That's got right. away sort of yeah. thing. Yeah. Um, and then Vanessa just yeah. passed out anyway next to him. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then he gets a call from Basil on sort of AOL, which is similar to their MSN yeah. or <laughs> Skype or something along those lines. And he says that he needs to go to a lot of vaginas penthouse for a reconnaissance mission. Yeah. Um, so he's breaking into a lot of vaginas house. It's got this weird Japanese theme. Yeah, to I wrote, it, I wrote down here somewhere. Nowhere. I can't remember where it was, but I'm like, this is something that I would be really into. Like I, I just love, I love Japan. I love Japanese culture. And I, I would absolutely love to, to see what that was like in it fully that penthouse but yeah you can sort of see like the little bonsais mm-hmm. the um all sorts of sort of the the walls the paper wall sort, sort of, of thing i don't know how yeah. yeah the paper walls um and he finds the plans for the drill uh for later on in the movie and he's taking photos from a camera that looks like it came from tony hawk's underground yeah. that camera you got <laughs> yeah. with tony hawk's underground that's exactly what that's it reminded me point. of i haven't played that yeah. game for so long <laughs> They need to remake that, that one. That game was the so storyline in that one had me yeah. hooked. That was yeah. Um, I think someone talked about that one. Line. I think after the second one, they really lost their way. There was all like, I think there was like Bear Margera doing like dumb sketches and like on segways mm. and stuff like that. But yeah, that the first two Tony Hawk's Underground loved them. Remember when you did that like McTwist oh, over the helicopter? How could you forget in, in Hawaii? And then that Fuck. bastard steals your footage. It's like ah, yeah, Eric. Yeah, that guy's a, that guy's anyway. a dick. <laughs> um and then yeah so um he's trying to sneak in all right he's not very sneaky for a spy he's just like fumbling over everything yeah. um and then he finds out about project vulcan and you see that mm-hmm. there's like a little flow chart and it says human organ tra- human organ trafficking carrot top movie project vulcan <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah um and then a lot of vagina sort of bust him um mm-hmm. and then he said you seem... She says, oh, hello, Mr. Cunningham. And he goes, you seem to be uh, surprised to see me, Miss Vagina. <laughs> uh, and she goes, basically, just like talk each other up. And she goes, let me slip into something a little more comfortable. And he does the, oh, behave. <laughs> Classic. Um, and then, yeah. They could go into the intro as well. Yeah, that's right. A few Austin Powers. Yeah, there's definitely... I reckon uh, next time around, I think Austin Powers mm-hmm. need to get at least one. Even a right... Um, and yeah it's sort of that sort of classical getting changed where she's like taking off her stockings and like yeah, sort of flinging them and you all can that. see a sort of silhouette um, through the paper walls of her getting changed and which everything. as well silhouettes in the other Austin Powers movies are like <laughs> yeah they turn that into a big gag um, so yeah so then um, she sort of asks she goes into a hot tub um, pretty much Starkers obviously yeah she's Starkers mm-hmm. yeah she's nude in the hot tub um, yeah. and then um, she says why don't you come in and join me and Austin's getting changed out of his like really complicated cravat and like neckerchief <laughs> <laughs> he's like it's getting stuck trying to take way. his shirt off and getting stuck halfway so very relatable mm-hmm. um, very relatable moment and then as he's getting into the um, as he's getting into the hot tub he's covering his nipples up <laughs> when he gets in. <laughs> which I think I think there's a whole thing in some movies of like showing nipple as well, like for guys showing nipples. I think they try to avoid it as much as they can. So it might've just been an easy way of getting around it. Maybe it's the joke that women can't show nipples. So he's not going to show his nipples either too. 
Um, but it's we like you see a lot of vagina. Uh, vagina. vagina. Apologize, let me get censored. But <laughs> um, you see her in the spa as well, and her boobs look so weirdly yeah. round and odd shaped too. It's like they look so. It's fake. like they're just inflated with air because they're just sitting like yeah. halfway up as well. Um, she sort of, and then the next thing around, she sort of, would you like me to wash you? Would you like me to wash you? And then um, she mm-hmm. gets him to turn around and she sort of sneaks into his like uh, business card and then finds out that it's Austin Powers. So, so I love how he's, and he's yeah, got a business card. Like, why do you need that? <laughs> and he's got the male symbol on it too, <laughs> yeah. just to make sure. Just to make sure. Yeah, that's right. Um, but it's like, why do you need a business card? Like, it's not like you're going to pass it around or anything. <laughs> um, and she said, in... In Japan, men come first and women come second. And he goes, or well, sometimes not at all. And I <laughs> obviously yeah, didn't get that when I was a kid, but a hilarious nah, line um, now. And she said, would you like some sake? He goes, sake it to me, baby. And she goes, <laughs> and he goes. I'm sure, I'm, I'm amazed he didn't take that for a joke. He could have run with that a yeah, bit I more. Reckon. But I guess they chose he not goes, to. Um, clinky? Clinky. <laughs> <laughs> um, and he go, she goes, how do you feel? He goes, I feel extreme relaxation. And next thing you know, the classic bubble fart in the tub. And she goes, how dare you break wind before me? He goes, sorry, baby. I didn't know it was yeah, your what turn. A weird, what a weird line. <laughs> how dare you break wind before I think me? Like, it's meant you? to be like <laughs> in front of me, like before is in in front of me. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, but obviously he takes it as like before you do. Um, he goes, sorry, baby. I didn't know it was your turn. Pardon me for being rude. It was not me. It was my food. It just popped up to say hello. And now it's gone back down below. <laughs> And then she goes, that's beautiful. (laughs) (laughs) Come on, love. Let's just just take it for what it is. It's a pommy bloke being really disgusting. Um, And then she starts to make out with his neck. And and she's sort of like, oh, yeah. And then all of a sudden, she like just kisses the right part of his neck. And you see his foot just sort of go up. And he's like, oh, yep, that's a spot. That's a spot right there. Was that... I thought they started having sex at that point. Or is that like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if the positioning was <laughs> was quite right. Yeah, it was a weird positioning. That's why I thought it was... I just uh, thought it was like a dog when you scratch the neck in the right spot and then the leg starts yeah, to go. Yeah, might be right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, very good call. Um, and then, yeah, we're back at Virtucon for the for the next scene with um, Frau Fabissina introducing the mm-hmm. uh, fembots um, to everybody. Yeah, and they're very iconic to yeah. the Austin Powers franchise. And another yeah, iconic song, These Boots Are yeah. Made For Walking by Nancy Sinatra. I don't have that one in, but I've got to put that in the uh, playlist for sure. That's a good one. Um, and it's a, and then she sort of tries to show what it's all, um, what the fembots are like. And she goes, send in the guns! <laughs> and kill these women. <laughs> and then they start walking over and the girls are um, sort of starting to seduce them and the guards drop their guns. Um, and the next thing you know, the... Um, They've got um, gun barrels coming out of their nipples and just start shooting all Mm -hmm. of the guards, which I feel like is just a waste of like six guards. Like surely you could have got one guard to do that job (laughs) instead of wasting six of your guards on (laughs) that. No, that's fine. Um, But shows the power of the fembots. And and (laughs) Dr. River goes, I like to see girls of that caliber. And (laughs) he starts laughing and no one else is laughing. And he goes, that was gold. That was a great line. He goes, obviously by caliber, I mean the size of their guns, but also their... (laughs) What is it? Their their personality or something like that. Yeah. And then yeah, just <laughs> the the classic when you're when you're trying to explain a line and it loses all of its tact. Yeah. Um, and then we are are we at the uh, makeshift yeah. British yeah. HQ? Um, so it's the classic sort of spy gadget scene. Um, they give him a watch that pretty much just shows their GPS, yep. 
And I think that's in every watch yeah. um, around these yeah, days. It's like, oh, I got one of those. It's like how I love it how like all the spy like even the um the TV popping up in a spy car like now everyone's got like a reverse camera or they can like video call anyone. Yeah. Like, it's just so easy. <laughs> um, but yeah, like back yeah, then. And then the other ones, all this sort of dental stuff like floss and toothpaste and everything and you think it's for his <laughs> Let me uh... guess. the dental floss is garrot wire the uh the yeah. toothpaste is plastic explosives and then she just basically goes oh since your time there's been ex- um extreme developments in dental hygiene so she's just really over his teeth basically yeah. which we haven't actually talked about but one of the big gags is that he's got disgusting he's got, teeth throughout he's got the... yuck english yeah. teeth yeah teeth like the generic i think it's just a stereotype that yeah. english people have terrible yeah. teeth uh, especially back then. Uh, so they played that really well. Um, and then Basil Exposition comes in and he tells them how Dr. Evil has stolen the nuclear weapons from where? Yep. Uh, what's the country? Kablakistan. Kablakistan. Plak. Um, with a P, sorry. Kablakistan. Oh, Apologies. <laughs> Apologies to the Kablakistanis. Yeah. Um, I don't want to get any. But, I don't want any angry like, yeah. feedback on social media for getting the country wrong. All right, uh, <laughs> but Austin Powers says that he two things scare him. The first is nuclear war, and the second is carnies. Clownfoot, which I I agree with him. Small hands, They're terrifying. Small cabbage. <laughs> yeah, which yeah, no, I agree I, with him. Carnies well, are terrifying. He's ahead of his time because the whole like sort of clown. I don't know when was that. It's probably like six years ago now at least. Yeah. Well, I mean. All the It yeah. stuff was already in there. And actually, uh, Seth Green was in that first It movie with Tim Curry as well. So and there was a lot of... I think people were scared of Curry's, but... Uh, Car- Curry's, uh, Cl- <laughs> what was it? Carnies. Um, um, and there was, a big, but, there was a big sort of thing where people would dress up as clowns that while ago and sort of have the... Yeah. Like, so just jump out at people. So I think he was a bit ahead of his time. Um, mm-hmm. Thank God that craze is gone because that was just dumb and stupid. Um, but yeah, sort of... Um, and then sort of Basil drops that Austin did recon at a lot of vaginas, mm-hmm. vaginas, penthouse. Um, and you can yeah. see that Vanessa not happy at all. Yeah. Um, uh, and suggests that they need to go then- undercover in uh, Virtucon as well. Yeah. And they talk about how they hold, they hold a tour um, at Virtucon, which I thought was weird back then, but now knowing that it's just supposed to be a sort of multi conglomerate company, yeah. it kind of makes sense yeah. now. Um, and then they get intro to Basil's mother. Probably a de- could have been uh, a good Steve Hibbert as well, I reckon. That would have been a decent one. Oh, that's actually yeah. a really good Steve Hibbert. <laughs> what do you reckon? We do a late, last minute one? Yeah, let's do it. I did see her in, um, in IMDB, so she does have credits. But um, yeah, so I think she's pretty good because introduces his mum and sort of looks a little bit like the queen in a way. I always thought she was meant to be the yeah, queen. Yeah, I thought it was going to be the queen. Um, and then Austin just does the same as earlier where he just punches a square in the face and he goes, that's not your mother, that's a man, baby. And he starts tries to pull a wig off and you can just see the hair's completely rooted to the head as he's trying to pull it off. It's so brutal. Um, and then he goes, Austin, get off, that's my my mother. And he pulls, and then he sort of pulls him off and reels, realizes that it's... Uh, um, not, it's not who he thinks it is. And he goes, oh, um, to be fair, she looks rather mannish. And he goes, God damn it, yeah. Austin, you're talking about my mother. And he goes, well, if, it's, if that is a woman, it looks like she's been beaten with the ugly stick. He's just, he's just <laughs> relentless, does not give up. And completely, just keeps wailing on um, his mum right in front of him as well. <laughs> yeah. Did you... Uh, and yeah? saying that, so the Steve Hibbert, another one goes to K. Wade. Wade that's it. Um, 
And it looks like she's a pretty big stunt performer. Okay. So there you go. So that's part of it as well. So she's very happy to get punched in the face uh, as part of <laughs> you know her stunt performing. And her roles. name is Mrs. So, Exposition as well, which I love. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I looked up Basil's mum, no, but yeah, she's also in, of course, Austin Powers movies. Um, she was in The Water Boy. Uh, she was in Ollie G in the house. There you go. So she's done she's, a fair bit she's of in our, work She's in well. our realm. She's, she works in our realm of movies, which is good. That's it, yeah. Um, shout out to her. So, so yes. Uh, Bruce Almighty, she was perfect. in. So right. shout out K-Wade. Well, okay, Wade. Well deserved. We've got to look mm-hmm. out for her and what she does in the other Austin Powers movies and um, all those other flicks as well when we get to them. Um, so next scene, they're having, uh, we've got group therapy session where they have Dr. Evil and... Um, scott evil yeah so yeah so it's sort of father-son group therapy and it's led by carrie fisher ah. who plays uh princess leia R- 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 um, star well. wars r.i.p of course yeah so i thought that was a very cool I didn't realize, uh, no. how she they got yeah. it for that um so he's talking about how the father's been partially frozen <laughs> his whole life and it's sort of all played into how it sounds like it's a metaphor, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but he's literally been frozen for uh, his whole life. And he goes... Um, and he's like, who's going to take over the world when I die? It's like, yeah. you hear that? <laughs> who's going to take over the world when I die? It feels like that sometimes, <laughs> doesn't it? It's Yeah, I wrote that as well. The metaphor sort of that they slide yeah. in really good. I just wanted to say, like, what's he holding in his hand? Did you notice that he's holding something in his hand? I, no, it I looks like remember. an egg no. or just like a, a white stress ball, but he's like holding it like, is, like this, like he's got a... Like caressing it up into the air, so it's really. I just that was one thing that's always stuck me. Like, what the hell is he holding? Um, and he goes, "Oh, then uh, they're talking about like Scott. What do you want to do? He's like, I want to be a vet. He goes, an evil vet. And he goes, no, like, oh, no. He says, I want to work at animals. He goes, oh, a vet, an evil vet. He goes, no, just a vet. And he goes, maybe I could work at a petting zoo, an evil petting zoo. <laughs> he goes, you always do that. Um, and he goes, he's. Uh, I think he's trying to kill me. He goes. Um, oh, sometimes I might say we try to kill people, but uh, we really don't mean it. He goes, no, I really am trying to kill him, but so far, <laughs> unsuccessfully, he's quite wily like his old man. <laughs> um, and then they said, why don't you tell us a little bit about your uh, about your childhood? He goes, uh, something, uh, my, the circumstances... you want me to say it? The I'll circumstances of the my thing. life are quite inconsequential. She goes, oh, no. All right, go for it, Adam. Say so- my father was a relentlessly self-improving Bolgenel owner from Belgium with a low-grade narcolepsy and a perchant for buggery. My mother was a 15-year-old French prostitute named Chloe with webbed feet. My father would womanize, he would drink, he would make outrageous claims like he invented the question mark. Sometimes he'll accuse chestnuts of being lazy. The sort of general malaise that early genius possesses and the insane lament. My childhood was typical. Some was in Ragoon, <laughs> luge lessons in the spring, wouldn't make meat helmets. When I was insolent, I was placed in a burlap bag and beaten with reeds. Pretty standard, really. <laughs> At the age of 12, I received my first scribe. <laughs> At the age of 14, a Zorotrian Zer- Zer- named Vilma richly shaved my testicles. There is nothing like a Sean Scrotum. It's breathtaking. I suggest you try it. <laughs> I actually looked up like what the father's sort of um, blurb means. So a boulangerie owner mm-hmm. is like a baker, basically, like a bakery owner. Oh. Um, and what do you say? A P 
penchant for buggery, which basically mean that he mm. was um, homosexual as well, which I thought was quite Ooh. interesting because he um, talks about how he would womanize. So it sort of conflicts with that. There was another thing. Oh, yeah, self... I love how he said self-improving Belongerino. So just like someone that really wanted to get better at being a baker, basically is what he was saying. Good on him. <laughs> um, but yeah, I had to sort of analyze that because I'm like, I've always... I'm, the father always puzzled me because I'm like, what the hell are they actually talking about? <laughs> but just, I love that. There's nothing quite like a Shorn sack. <laughs> you should really try it. Yeah. And then uh, Carrie Fisher goes, you know, we need yeah. to stop. Well that's played. That scene. Uh, um, then they're at the Riviera Hotel and Austin Powers admits that he shagged a lot of vagina uh, when he was doing his recon mission. Yep. And he's like, I, I shagged yeah. her rotten baby. Yeah. Like he's got like just, so callous. Like he doesn't it's like you're care. right to be suspicious. Like, I shagged her rotten. <laughs> yeah. Um, or you had right to be jealous. I think it was. And then she goes, mm-hmm. did you use protection? He goes, of course I use protection. I have my 99 millimeter or 99 <laughs> automatic. Um, and she goes, no, I'm talking about condom. He goes, no, only sailors use condoms, baby. <laughs> and he goes, not, not anymore. He goes, they should the dirty bu- buggers. They go from port to port. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's very um, And yeah, sort of see Vanessa's like really pissed off, like super pissed off. And this is when I wrote down, like, when did they start a relationship? Like when did, like she was drunk once and they sort of had a thing yeah. like, when did, was there that obligation to one another? Like that was, I don't know. I, I don't know if she's in there. Like fair enough, you know, there's feelings developing, but everything you've done is sort of um, shunned him aside. So, mm-hmm. yeah. But she really, um, then she really sort of lays into him about how things are changing and you sort of need to have a look at yourself basically. And he takes it to heart this time. Um, and he sort of leaves the hotel room on his own Um and he goes out to a pub and there's a group of people and he does the peace sign. And then the guy's like laughing at him saying how lame it yeah. is. Um, and he looks a bit depressed, the poor, go- poor guy. Um, and then we have um, him sort of looking over sort of what's changed from the past to catch himself up basically. And he's done the, yeah. um, I can't remember what the first one was, Janis Joplin, Deceased Drugs. Uh, yeah, he's, uh, he's got a list of people that he knows that are now deceased. So the first one's uh, Jimi Hendrix, yeah. and it's drugs, and then it's Janis Joplin, and it's yeah. alcohol, and then it's Mama Cass, and it's like um, from Ham yeah. Sandwich. <laughs> Which uh, I I looked up when I was younger, actually, and I just wanted to know what this is all about, and she actually did choke on a ham sandwich, which is tragic, but oh, it's um, it's yeah still making light of a funny sort of situation, but it's still very sad. Mm-hmm. Um, and he puts a CD on a record player. It just makes the worst noise ever. Um, and then there's the Nike pumps and he sort of and just blows up in his face like a big flower. Uh, I want pumps so bad. Is it the Puma pumps? I don't know. It could be. Speaking of that, I actually am getting a pair of Nikes for my um, uh, 30th birthday and it's the original Michael Jordan red, white and black ones I've always wanted these ones so I actually cannot wait the breads the, you know the ones we got banned the first time around the the OG yeah, one, yeah so they've, I'm getting a pair of them. I cannot wait for those I was just talking to Sabine about it oh, I was at uh, I was at Full Locker yesterday yep. um, I just needed to buy a pair of runners um, <laughs> and then I checked my bank account I'm like oh uh, can I pay this right now? And I just got paid. I'm like, yeah. You just got paid. JD Sports as well. They got some good. Um, they've got some good ones. Uh, so Footlocker, JD Sports, another sponsorship opportunity yeah. for you guys as well. 
Um, and then he's sort of watching the moon landing um, and he's seeing the Berlin Wall fall. Um, and the Vanessa comes back and says that she's forgot he's been frozen for 30 years. So she cuts him a bit of slack and realizing the times have changed since he was last alive yeah. a few days ago. Which, you, looking back, you think like it's a funny concept, but um, if someone was frozen and came back 30 years well, later, like, it'd be a whole different culture think about, shot. Like, if you were frozen like from the 90s, for example, and coming to now, like you can mm. video call someone like whenever you want, wherever you want. Like You don't have to pay for text messages, which I, like came up the other day when someone was talking about I feel that old because I had to explain that I used to have to pay 15 cents for a text message. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I remember going to get $30 credit from the servo all the time. So, Fuck, I remember yeah. credit. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's sort of, um, yeah, you can understand where he's come from and he drops the line where he's like, yeah, and I can't believe Liberace was gay. Women loved him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and actually this is the um, third Steve Hibbert that come. Oh, so not Steve Hibbert, sorry. Um, the third, um, uh, Seinfeld. Seinfeld and it's not a female I'm, I misspoke so Virgin Contour is it bring, it bring a bell oh yeah the, uh, the, the host, host you know what he was the guy taking him he was no. the wig master from the Technicolor Dreamcoat that Creamer when Creamer's yeah no, I, lo- I watch a lot of Seinfeld I know I've seen this guy before he looked like this this Aussie actor I forget his name Luke yeah uh, Luke um, yeah no I, I know who you're talking person. about he's, a real, he's got the awkward sort of laugh Luke yeah 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's really but yeah he's um. so he was when Kramer turns out to he gets arrested for looking like a pimp Um, he was the he's the wig master that stays at George's house with it and Susan's house with the Technicolor dream coat yeah. so very that one was definitely the hardest right. one out of all of them but three <laughs> Seinfeld um, uh, actors in here I might have missed a couple more but yeah um um, thriving fine. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah they're going on a tour of VirtuCon and for, they're all in different outfits yeah. uh, so he's wearing this very aggressive Indian costume and it's a bit love yeah, guru yeah I was, was going to say love guru which we no. won't be uh, covering for this one guru uh, and then Vanessa's wearing this sort of Dolly Parton cowboy yeah. uh, cowgirl Dolly Parton outfit, that's cowdoy. it that's, I was trying to figure out what she was yeah. but that's that's exactly right um um, and then they show him that there's a restricted area um, just off and you see a tall man and a bigger yeah. <laughs> lady walk out and go to the bathroom um, and they'll say that they'll uh, wear their, like they'll knock them out and wear their outfits yeah. and then they come out of the bathroom and their outfits fit <laughs> perfectly across Austin and So Vanessa. before that, I just wanted to say that they were talking about a lot of like, was she good? Um, and he's like, oh, she's the village oh, yeah. bicycle. Everyone's had a ride. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and then yeah so um, they sort of steal his uniforms go in and then straight away um, that guy goes we've got a problem Some we've got two off the tour and then the, the um, sirens are going straight away um, and the first mm-hmm. thing they do is they steal a heavy roller now I say it's a heavy roller because that's a cricket term for like a <laughs> for, for something that like rolls steam the kids, roller, but yeah, yeah basically like a steamroller um, and there's the classic um, and this guy's actually actually he was in Seinfeld too he was in the same episode as um, the Technicolor Dreamcoat. He's the guy that tries to pick up Jerry Seinfeld. So really weird Seinfeld memory. So four. Um, yeah. So he's uh, Michael McDonald. who was in Mad yeah. TV and a few. Different so he was things. actually, yeah. if you look up that scene, he's in the same scene as the guy that was running the tour, which is funnily enough. And he they, he tries to pick him up, so it works out. Um, anyway, sorry, Seinfeld <laughs> knowledge coming back. Um, so then there's a whole like sort of no, like don't don't run me over. But this is obviously a steamroller just moving so slow. He's like move, move. He's like no, and then obviously 
runs him over, um, which is and the noises it makes is just like ooh, imagine going down like that, like that'd be horrible. It was such a bad way. Squish. Um, and then they basically um, they stop and they run away and they think they get away and then random task comes up from behind them and bonks their heads together in a bit of a mm-hmm. comical way. Yeah, you you won't want that happening in a no <laughs> no much. you don't want random task uh, doing that to you. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they're knocked out and they're in their sort of futuristic '90s costumes, which Doctor Evil's a bit proud of later on in the yeah. movie. Uh, but he's sort of showing off what the plan's going to be. He goes, I give you, uh, you know, Padre Falcon. Yeah. And then Austin says to Vanessa, does that make you horny, baby? <laughs> Looking at the drill. <laughs> such, a, such a good line. Yeah. Um, and yeah, just the whole not now, Austin. Um, <laughs> and then they sort of change their uniforms as well. And they just give like Austin the like the silver outfit but then they changed Vanessa yeah some like sort of sci-fi 90s yeah, thing so they've yeah. like changed them in their like sleep and they've changed Vanessa it's like a mini skirt with like really pretty revealing with like silver gloves on and everything like it's pretty creepy man yeah the gloves are a bit <laughs> yeah. much um, so yeah they're conferencing the UN again and he talks about his plan he puts the nuclear bomb um, in the drill to drill into the hot magma liquid hot magma and then uh, <laughs> and then it's going to explode the whole world yeah um, so that's his plan and then he turns off the feed but then it goes to Beavis and Butthead <laughs> which is uh, maybe Demi Moore put that in just to get like the Beavis and Butthead that's to America it, yeah. up there um, yeah so I don't know I'm, I tried to watch Beavis and Butthead the other day and it's um, yeah definitely not something that I could probably watch on repeat because it does have its moments in sort of like when it, when it gets yeah, inserted, but, yeah, it's not, I don't think it holds up as well. Um, mm-hmm. And then you look and he's, the next scene, they're sort of sitting down at a table and they've given, he's given them like red wine and like a really delicious like gourmet meal that they're sitting down to eating. Mm-hmm. Um, and Scott enters and this is where he sort of turns into that sort of real character and that sort of, he's a really good comparison into like the evil movies and then someone that's a bit more logical. Um, and he enters and he's telling them about the, the days like, Oh, this guy was like speaking French or what? Like Paris talk. He's like, get out of here. And we're like, make us. It was cool. <laughs> um, yeah, it's like, are you going to do anything tonight? It's like, there's a really good titty movie on Skinamax. It's like porn, isn't it? Skinamax. And Austin Powers yeah. is like, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like softcore yeah. porn. Um, and Austin's like, oh, that's, yeah, that's pretty good. Like, he's like yeah. nodding along. And Dr. Evil goes, and that's how you like to live your life. <laughs> is it? Yeah. <laughs> um, and then. He basically goes, yeah. And then he tries to kill him. Like, he tries to press the Scott evil button. And then Frau gets yeah, the yeah. whip and, like, whacks his hand. <laughs> and it's the first time you see Frau sort of having his back and sort of, like, you know, giving him the wink. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, so he introduces uh, Scott. This is Austin Powers, my nemesis. And then um, this is where Scott sort of, like, so what, you're feeding him? Like, you're giving him a nice meal. And he's, like, um, yeah, he's sort of, like, explaining, like, no, I... I'm going to tell him all my plans and then um, put him behind the slowly <laughs> and agonizingly slow, um, uh, agonizingly slow like process of killing him. And he goes, why don't I just get a gun? We'll shoot him. We'll shoot him together. It'll be easy now. <laughs> bang, bang. And he goes, Scott, you just don't get it. Do you, Scott? <laughs> yeah. Um, and then uh, it goes, it goes off into something. Uh, and he goes, do you really expect them to pay? And he goes, no, Mr. Powers, I expect them to die. Um, and then I wrote here liquid hot magma, which I, I didn't write the, the scene before that, but yeah, I just, he probably just drops that line again. No, no, I probably do. Um, and we learn about his want for sharks with freaking laser beams attached to their heads. 
which he does get in the later movies. Um, but that's all he wants to kill people. I have one simple request, and it's to have sharks with freaking yeah. laser beams on their heads. And and number two is just like the rational one where he's like, it just costs way too much, and all the red tape we just couldn't get past it. I'm like, it's just an yeah. evil organization, but he could not do that. Um, and he goes, we have sea bass. He goes, right. They're mutated. <laughs> Are they ill-tempered? Yep. Oh, that's a start. <laughs> yeah, he's like, oh, that's fine. And he goes, start the agonizingly dip, slow dipping process. And then um, Scott's still, still trying to make uh, sense of it all. And he's like, no, yeah. I'm going to put them behind a closed, closed door and just assume that they die. What's not to get? <laughs> <laughs> um, and... Yeah, and Scott still wants to shoot him. Yeah. And he's like, Scott just doesn't just get, don't it. get it. Do he's the classic shh. <laughs> yes, that's right. The classic shh scene. Yeah. Knock, knock. Who's there? Shh. Here, let me tell you a little bit of a story about a guy named Shh. Yes, that was a preemptive shh. <laughs> and then he's something else, but I didn't get the rest of that. Um, it goes, yeah, on, for it does a while. go on for a while. But there's, and they get better as the movies go on as well. That's why I think the later movies are better mm-hmm. because they sort of adapted these silhouette scenes and all these ones and actually turned them into more of a comical sort of um, thing. Like, Zippy yeah. Longstockings, so that comes up later, which in another movie, which I thought was hilarious. Um, but yeah, it goes on to the next scene with that slow dipping slash escape scene. Yeah, so they're in the trap. Um, they're about to get eaten by the mutated, ill-tempered sea bass. Um, and then Vanessa asks Austin if he has a plan, and he says, first I plan to sew myself, <laughs> then regroup and come up with a new plan. Um, and then she goes, Austin, the, uh, the two... The, the dental kit. He goes, okay, I get it. I yeah. have bad teeth. <laughs> <laughs> and she goes, no, use a, uh, use a floss to swing onto the ledge. And then, um, mm-hmm. so basically uses that and then he squirts the toothpaste in the guard's eyes as well. Oh, he doesn't just squirt yeah, the uh, toothpaste. He judo, judo chops, chops the toothpaste. Is- <laughs> and every time he judo chops, he has yeah, to I say love judo it. chop. Uh, I love, and <laughs> in each movie, it just keeps getting better. I think it's judo kick as well and like, other things that come up. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, toothpaste in your eyes and then he gets the guy and then he sort of dips his head into the, um, the, the sea bass, the ill-tempered sea bass, mm-hmm. the mutated ones. Um, and he goes, uh, that's one way you better not lose one's head. And he goes, dear, no, and he goes, it's not a good way to get ahead in life. I guess he wasn't very headstrong. He'll never be the head of a major corporation. <laughs> hey, that's enough. Okay. No. <laughs> Which is I can relate yeah. to that too because that's just something that I'll do until someone just goes just shut up just stop now I'm like okay fair enough. Um, um, so yeah, they end up escaping, um, and then yeah, they're driving away in this little sort of cart. Well, thing, she yeah, they, um, they down split up, a, and he, Austin sort of professes his love before they split up as well, which is a bit of a mm-hmm. nice scene and it sort of made that yeah. connection. And he's willing to be a one woman. Yes. Man. That's so yeah. nice of him. I know, yeah. And they're, yeah, they're going down this sort of little corridor on this little sort of motorized yeah. cart thing. Um, and then there's a little escape uh, place um, and she splits up to go that way and that's where he confesses his love. Um, and he's going to stay there and take down Dr. Evil. Um, but then he tries to do a three-point turn <laughs> uh, to get out of the trap space and then you sort of see him struggling I actually had a, a dream last night that I was in my driving test and I had to do a three point turn so now, we're, now I know where I got it from I was like trying to like why am I doing this but yeah. now I know where it came from um, but yeah I, I just love it <laughs> when you see later on it's like the, the, the car's like got an inch ahead of it and an inch behind it he's still trying to like go back and forth yeah. it's such a good scene um, 
And I reckon as well, with a car that size, he could have literally like picked it up and like turned it as well if he wanted to. <laughs> as I was thinking, um, yeah. And then, or just like walk. Yeah, yeah, yeah true. <laughs> <laughs> so it makes a lot more sense. Um, and yeah, we sort of, the next scene we see, uh, it's, shit's about to get real basically. And uh, Dr. Evil's in his like, rubber suit and they're bringing in the warhead to sort of drop down into the core. Mm-hmm. Um, and Austin's trying to foil, uh, foil the plans. And he uh, finds himself into the fembot area, and he's uh, obviously gets a bit sidetracked. And um, the g- mm-hmm. and they sort of drug him as well. They got like uh, gas yeah. coming out of their boobs. Um, and I just wrote yeah, like, so sort of why didn't him. they just shoot him with the instead of <laughs> putting out the gas? Yeah. That's not part of the plan. You yeah, just I don't just, get it. I just don't get it, do I? Um, <laughs> and then yeah, the next thing is one pops down from the ceiling and wraps his leg around, wraps her legs around his head, and then the dress is over his eyes, and he sort of just like casually like lifts it up over his head and just like <laughs> just, just like gets back to business. <laughs> um, and then it sort of flicks to the next scene, and Austin's being seduced. I don't know whether I oh know. So Austin's being seduced, and then um, they sort of like mm-hmm. got him on the bed. And he's like, baseball, baseball, cold showers. And then they, they're getting a lot closer. He goes, uh, Margaret Thatcher naked on a cold day. Margaret Thatcher naked <laughs> on a cold day. Um, and you see Vanessa and uh, the... Yeah, it cuts to the uh, UK yeah. military breaking British into intelligence, Dr. I think. Uh, oh, I don't know. Something uh, like British that, intelligence, yeah. that's right. Yeah, whatever. Whatever yeah. they call it. I think you're right. Um, breaking into the VirtuCon facilities. Yeah. Um, and then... It goes back to the fembots and Austin having a mojo off <laughs> while I touch myself by the vinyls he's yeah. playing. And he's like throwing around. He lights like, he counts how many people there are. And then he lights like 10 cigarettes and he throws them into their mouth. And the perfect, like the, the perfect one is like, boom, boom. Like the little sound effects make yeah. it just like popping into their mouth. Um, and then, yeah, so... The girls like sort of as he's stripping, the girls are sort of malfunctioning and like the heads like sort of twitching, and then the song, yeah, like you said, I touch myself and I don't want, which is definitely going to make it on that playlist as well. Yeah, um, uh, I was like, I've, I've got to make a playlist for my thirtieth birthday right now, and I reckon I might just look into our playlist because I reckon it's, <laughs> I reckon a couple of them might be a decent run. Um, Can you add the uh, Seinfeld theme song just do, in do, there? Do, do, do. so it just starts playing randomly? <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right, I'll pop it in there. It'll be a good uh, two minutes yeah. in, in there. We did that. I made a playlist at yeah. work, um, one of my last jobs. It was like a bunch of emo songs we listened to like, ages back. It was called Nice Good uh, Emo Songs That You Can Play at Work and Give People yeah. Nostalgia. That was the playlist name. <laughs> um, but my mate and I had a joke. We just put the Seinfeld theme song in there. So it's going to play like, he plays a Fall Out Boy song and then the next song is just the Seinfeld theme song. Did you get the scat version that they did that like couple of episodes? That's And then, yeah, enter Vanessa and sort of like busts him and the classic record scratch when she enters as well, when he realizes she's there. And he goes, and the boys are like saluting as Austin Powers is there. He goes, at ease, boys. And then Vanessa goes, likewise. Yeah, he looks down at Perfect. And then sort of chucks him his clothes and then said, all right, let's, she's just laughing it off and let's get out of here. And this guy almost got my Steve Hibbert, but it's the. Um, I thought it was. I thought that was. Yeah, be it was Steve very Hibbert. close. Yeah. I changed it last minute to the uh, one that's like coming up right now. Um, but yeah, he sort of had that good little sort of casual uh, smile at him, like he's a bit attracted. So he was very close, but I changed. Yeah, it he last watches minute. a bit too long. 
Um, but yeah, so the next thing is uh, launching the subterranean probe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they go back into the main uh, area where everyone is and they start launching the probe. So it's the classic, you know, that's going to explode in yeah. 10 seconds. There's a countdown to stop it. Uh, and Austin, Vanessa, and the British intelligence soldiers come in and just start just shooting everyone without uh, any care. Um, they're trying to shoot Dr. Evil and he starts running away, but he's just getting away from all the bullets. And the song classic, uh, Secret uh, Agent Man's playing as well, which is a classic. Secret Agent Man. Um, yeah. And then this is my Steve Hibbert, actually. Do you know who it might be? I've got it, no idea. I don't have too many notes. It's the guy, thing, so it's the guy that does the countdown. The, the, the drill exploding oh, okay. in uh, the, the guy's like the Austrian sort of sounding guy and yeah it's got some weird sort of German yeah. uh, Central European Five, thing going on four like I don't know and I just always it always stuck in my mind because I'm like that you always hear that voice but you never actually see the guy so I'm like it's actually actually a really good scene of like having someone in there so he made my Steve Hibbert I could not find him as acting credits which is almost like the best Steve Hibberts when you can't find them. So if anyone does find any acting credits before we do, like I said, the uh, the stubby holder offer is on. So anyone that finds them will dish out a stubby holder. So I think so far it's um, Stephen Glansberg. Uh, who was last week? It was I can't remember. But there was also oh no, like um, the little week. dude on the tricycle, um, and uh, uh, the yeah. guy doing the countdown. Which I haven't really looked, so I might be able to find him. But um, yeah, if you get him before <laughs> me, you get it. Um, I might get a free yeah. one. No, I'll, I'll let it go. Uh, and Austin, uh, basically after all that, Austin stops the timer just in time. Um, there wasn't really too many notes for this one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then they go off and try and catch Dr. Evil who got away and he's trying to feed Mr. Bigglesworth <laughs> and he's like, I want chicken. I want liver. Yum mix. Yum mix. Please Sorry, deliver. I have to correct you. I can't, I can't stand. There's too many oh, different no. words in there. I couldn't. I was going to let it slide. It's, I like chicken. I like liver. Oh, meow no. mix. Meow mix. Please deliver. Is it's it meow mix? It's a commercial. Oh, it's a commercial. Sorry, man. I had to do it. Um, but I just love how he declothed out of this like really tense situation. And he's just feeding his cat. <laughs> well, he's got to feed his cat. It's 5.30. Um... And then there's the classic uh, Austin Powers comes in and he goes, I got you, Dr. Evil. He goes, we're not so different, you and I. Um, and just sort of, it's yeah, that sort of moment of um, having a bit of a laugh between the two actors. Um, mm-hmm. And they're sort of just discussing the comparisons of times. And there's nothing. he says there's nothing more um, pathetic than an aging hipster, which is actually a quote from somebody famous, which I don't actually know where it's from. But if you want to keep talking about it, I'll find it now. Yeah, I thought that was a very cool line. I'm like, that's more relevant today yeah, than anything. So I think it's I actually... Think. Um, There's nothing more pathetic. Uh, yeah, so it's actually... I'm trying to find... Oh, sorry, keep going. That's all right. Uh, where are we? Uh, I, I, I tried so to do yeah, it as well. There's, pe- there's pictures of Dr. Yeah. Evil. <laughs> all right. Um, so where were we? Blah, blah, blah. Um, so he just ends up telling him to shut up. He goes, all right, Baldy, shut your cake hole. On your bike. Um, so he's going to arrest him. And then a lot of vagina comes in holding Vanessa um, at gunpoint. And they say, well, the tables have turned. And then Scott comes in. Do um, you know what Scott's saying? He was saying something. He's like, oh, can I bring my uh, Yeah, just like really, my Sega yeah I want to bring my Nintendo or something. Yeah. Like, I don't know. So I just found it, by the way. Yeah. Uh, Lenny, there's a quote yeah. from Lenny Bruce. So Lenny Bruce is a uh, oh, American yeah. stand-up comedian, comedian, social sort of critic, yeah. satire guy. 
Um, so yeah, so it was actually a quote yeah. from somebody. That's why it was. It, yeah, it made sense in that situation yeah. to put it in. Um, but yeah, no, I'm not sure exactly what he says, but he sort of just like casually comes in. Yeah, I think it's. Uh, can I bring my? Yeah, Sega yeah, yeah, Sega. I think it was Sega. Sega. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so he's got, uh, and then Austin takes Scott at gunpoint, and Austin says, "It seems the tables have turned again." Um, and then, but Doctor Evil says, "Shoot the little bastard, see if I can." <laughs> and then Scott says, "We had a breakthrough in group." He goes, and Doctor Evil says, "I had the group liquidated. <laughs> they were insolent." Uh, yeah, I, I don't even know. What li- like, what does it mean to have somebody liquidated? I think you just okay, killed him. That makes I yeah, okay, that's what fair that enough. Means, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So I've I've completely I've, I was too busy finding Lenny Bruce quotes. So, but so, uh, but basically, yeah. Is this the part where he goes, I wish I was never artificially uh, created. And he goes, oh, that, uh, that hurts daddy when you say that. <laughs> I love it. He just, he just flips from like loving him to hating him like every two seconds. Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> and then I love it how Scott just easily gets away. Like the whole thing was that he's got him. And then Scott, just, like Austin just lets him go and he just runs away. Um, and this is where we see uh, number two starting to flip sides, where Doctor Everything's on his side. Yeah, so number two walks into this room, the room, and he's got one of the fembots in a briefcase. Oh, sure, <laughs> like I forgot you just about like that, yeah. see the 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 hair and boots <laughs> just sticking out of the briefcase. Um, and then he just sort of talks about how Doctor Evil's sort of ruining his business. So mm-hmm. he's had this major, and he's like, "Why do you want to focus on evil? We're making so much money." Um, and then Doctor Evil's sort of talking to him. He's like. No, he's like, no, stop it! I'm tired of you pushing me around. <laughs> um, and he goes, Austin Powers, I got something. I've got a business proposition that uh, you might find very interesting. He sits in the chair, and then Doctor Evil, with the easiest kill ever, just <laughs> presses the button, and then down he goes into the um, into the burning pod. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so he goes down the burning pod, um, and then Vanessa judo chops a lot of vagina so she gets yep. away from her um and then dr evil presses a self-destruct button uh then he goes back into the big boy to sort of deep freeze himself or it just doesn't work um we find out but he's just sort of half frozen in yep. space but the rest of the facility is going to self-destruct in how many seconds time um and they all get away and he jumps into the car and he his dick on yeah, the gear I'm shift. Like, I'm not going to mention that uh, one. That's just a bit of a, like, sort of, whatever. Yeah. Just an <laughs> yeah. easy gag. Um, and then, yeah, they sort of just get away in time and there's that sort of big mushroom cloud, like, zoom out sort of um, thing, yeah. thing. Like stock yeah, footage. Yeah, stock standard. Yeah. And like, all the bridge intelligence, you'd imagine that they're just vaporized as well, so they're gone. Um, but the next thing you see, it's like three three months later. Um, yeah, headed time. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, uh, Austin and Vanessa... Uh, cuddling in a bed together um, and Basil calls and it turns out they're on the honeymoon so it turns, yeah. they got married <laughs> uh, quick three month uh, yep. turnaround and then it has another sort of repeat the joke which is a bit cheap but they're covering their genitals again with everything in a the a lot background. better this time around too um, than the first one yeah so we've got the uh, we've got the melons which, which is actually quite funny because I had the little nipples on the melons too, which I thought was good. <laughs> they go, did you get my other gift? He's like, yes, yes, uh, Basil. Nice rack. Nice rack. <laughs> Spice yeah. rack. And then they've got the, oh, who said this, this one? It's just a picture of boobs, <laughs> which I thought was pretty good. <laughs> and then um, tea, milk. Oh, would you like some milk? Oh, yes, please. And both at the same time, the milk sauce is being poured out. Um, and then finds out that um, from that next, Vanessa, you're going to be made a full agent. 
and Ostid, you're going to be knighted by the Queen, which um, does come up later uh, in another movie. Um, and then they sort of go back to um, talking, and she's like, uh, "The first time I saw you, I couldn't believe you. I just need to have you right then and there." And as she's saying, as he's saying it, she's blowing up balloon. Um, so yeah, Austin's saying that she's blowing up the balloon, and he's sort of like yeah. he's getting like higher pitch and high, not higher pitch, but like more exhausted as she's saying it. And he goes, did you feel the same way? And then she goes, actually, I couldn't stop staring at your teeth. And then a balloon just deflates. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, yeah, they hear a knock at the door and he says, oh, I've ordered some champagne. And um, this is when random task enters through as the um, mm-hmm. as the waiter. And um, he's got this, this stock standard, like removes the covering of the dish and there's a shoe on <laughs> like green parsley or whatever it is. Um, and he just throws the shoe and at, at the start he like breaks the statue but I love it how it's meant to be like a deadly thing but it hits Austin in the head he goes ow that really hurts it's like, I'm going to have yeah, a lump there, a lump there now. who throws a shoe yeah. honestly that's an iconic quote too who throws a shoe honestly yeah. um, it comes up later in another movie as well um, and uh, yeah. random task just choking him um, against the wall yeah um, and then Vanessa brings him his penis pump and he goes, honestly, it's <laughs> not it's, mine. It's really I was like, honestly, it's not yeah. mine. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then she's like, no, use it. And he goes, oh, and he puts it in like perfectly from outside the pants and just goes, Phoom! like just that sound effect. Yeah, I don't think that's how a penis pump works. No, 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 no. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they're sort of like looking at him and he's just like, and the random task is going, <laughs> really weird noise and then Van- and then uh, <laughs> yeah, it's and really then Vanessa sad. just smashes his Vanessa head knocks over him there out. with a bottle they put him on the train just like mm-hmm. throw him out in the hallway and you hear someone just go ah so it's a bit of a weird way to deal with it <laughs> um, and then they sort of head out to the balcony and just sort of have a glass of champers together and she goes oh I think I can see the big dipper and he goes yeah and there's Uranus <laughs> <laughs> it's a classic game um, and then um, and then they see something else flying off that they don't know what it is. Um, and it turns out to be the big boy flying off in space and both uh, Mr. Bigglesworth and Dr. Evil are sort of half frozen yeah. and is sort of muttering, I'll get you again, Powers, or it's something like that. freaking freezing in here, Mr. Bigglesworth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then I think it goes out to the uh, Austin Powers, here's the man. Mm-hmm. And then they do the um, really weird photo shoot with Vanessa and a couple of guys, which is yeah, yeah not much, not much yeah. worth talking about there. No, I didn't watch yeah. your credits. Good we'll call. That um, but that's it. Yeah. So we've uh, nailed our first Austin that's Powers. It. Definitely won't be our last one. But um, I said to you at the start of this, I'm like, I think this will be a quick one because I don't have many notes and we've gone to an hour 50. So. Yeah. Well, we're cutting out a few minutes. That's true. I did have a red, uh, that random delivery. In the middle so, of that. Yeah. Uh, but it's still going to be a, probably it a still will be, Yeah, it will definitely be up there. Cool. But um, yeah, thanks for listening through, guys. We've got uh, Liar Liar coming out next, which sort of goes in well because it's around the same time period and uh, there's a whole Jim Carrey Mm -hmm. could have possibly been Dr. Evil. So it'll be a nice little carry on. Um, But thanks again for listening, guys. If you've made it right to the end, we do appreciate that. We'd like to see... uh, We should have like a little sort of like Easter egg at the end. I'm like, if if you can say that you made it to the end, say this line to us and we'll give you a shout out. I don't know, like something like that. Yeah, how about... How about let's yeah. let's do this? If someone DMs our page, the f- saying, 
What shall we say? Um, right. <laughs> All right. Saying yeah. that, we'll send you a free story. Perfect. Hold. All right. I want to see so if who, this happens. Yeah, so who's the first the first one or just everyone? It's got to be the yeah, first we'll one. Go first we, need, one. <laughs> we, need, we need to sell yeah. these as well. Um, but yeah, so the first one, if you could say, uh, give us a right on... Has to have the right amount of Gs and we're, tell, we're not telling you how many Gs <laughs> are in that right. right. So you have to get that yourself. Multiple eyes as well. Yeah. But yeah, so the first one that uh, does the inst- uh, that says that to us on Insta, um, if you've made it through an hour and 50 minutes, uh, we'll give you a stubby. Hold on. Cool. All right. Thanks, Thanks Thank you, everybody. See ya. See you, mate. Bye. Bye.